The following podcast contains spoilers and adult language. We recommend watching the movie beforehand, but hey, that isn't your bag? No worries. You do you. Brought to you by our patrons over at patreon.com slash matineemanities. If you'd like to support the show, consider becoming a patron. Donations start at just $1 a month, and half of all proceeds after hosting costs will go towards actual manatee habitat preservation, because we like to pay it forward by giving back. Enjoy the show. to you and possibly sure. to our listeners depending on whether or not you want to cut this out uh, uh we'll see okay I don't so when I originally suggested Starship Troopers along with like nine other movies um I, for some reason in my head, I was thinking that the movie we were going to watch was actually Galaxy Quest. Oh yeah, that's a very different movie. Yeah. Uh, I was expecting it to be like, I was like, Oh, cool, this movie's gonna have Alan Rickman. And I looked at the cast list and was like, Where's Alan Rickman? <laughs> it didn't dawn on me until today. It's like, Oh, that was Galaxy Quest, not Star Troopers. That would be the most different movie. <laughs> yeah, so. So, you'll have to forgive me if my notes get a little, you know, despondent after a while. (laughs) So, either didn't like it or just didn't like it as much as Galaxy Quest, which I'm not sure if like any movie as much as Galaxy Quest. Admittedly, I haven't seen Galaxy Quest, but uh, that was what I was expecting, and that is not what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Slightly different. Apples and oranges. We can do Galaxy Quest at a later date. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, although that's a really good one. I don't know. <laughs> It'll be hard to make fun of. I'm like, well, the thing about this one is it's really clever. 
Starship Troopers is a little clever. Yeah, and it is. It's 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 a satire that gets a little tiresome before its runtime ends, but it's a effective satire. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, I was gonna mention because. This movie was directed by the same person who directed RoboCop. It was written by the same yeah. person who wrote RoboCop. It was composed yeah. by the same person who composed the score for RoboCop. This movie yeah. is RoboCop, but for outer space military. <laughs> Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, uh, it was directed by Paul Verhoeven. Yes. Uh, who also did Total Recall, which I have seen, but not for a long time. I should see again. I have not seen that like, one. Basic yet. Instinct and stuff. Yeah. Also well known for, was it Showgirls? I think. One of those terrible mid 90s flops about, you know, women's sexuality or something. I don't know, I haven't seen it. But that was like a huge flop. And, uh,. He was disgraced for a little while, and then he made this. Starship Troopers, by the way. It's the movie that we're doing, <laughs> in case we haven't mentioned it. He also made a hollow... He also made a hollow man, I guess. Oh, I haven't seen. I've not seen that one either. Okay, so 1997. Starship Troopers, directed by Paul Verhoeven of, uh, what we just said. Movies fame. Robocop and stuff. Uh, written, screenplay written by Ed Newmeyer, who's the, uh, also the Robocop guy, but the book's written by Robert Heinlein. Who is a Nazi? <laughs> so that's Which, considering the movie, it makes a whole sense. So, what we got here? Okay. Well, first off, this movie isn't as popular as I think it should be because I actually like it a lot for what it's doing. Oh yeah, definitely. Um. But it cost like like a hundred and something million dollars, right? Yeah, it made like its budget plus five million dollars or something. <laughs> it didn't do so well. Okay, budget was a hundred and five million dollars. Cumulative worldwide gross. 
so not not a not a flop flop, but I think probably didn't turn profit out of how much advertising and merchandising and whatnot costs. Yeah. Because I think you had people who wanted to see it because they were fans of the book, which it 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 viciously mocks <laughs> as well as should. And people who want to see it uh, because they thought it was going to be like a serious space thriller, which it isn't because it's it's making fun. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of falls apart. <laughs> and because of that, I think it got a... Uh, Got a 64% tomato meter, which is not too bad, but a 70% audience appreciation score. That's actually more than I thought it would, considering the budget projections. 7.2 on Starship Trooper. <laughs> Starship Trooper database. I am scared. <laughs> 7.2 on IMDb and on Amazon.com. I didn't even bother to look it up this time, but you want to take bets? Uh, let's see. I'm gonna have to guess. Possibly somewhere in the vicinity of four and a half stars out of five. That'd be my estimate. It is four and a half stars out of yes. five on Prime Video. The book, though, uh -huh. Robert Heinlein's Starship Troopers. Is four out of five stars. Hmm. <laughs> also, so objectively speaking, the movie is better than the book. Or I guess that's subjectively speaking, isn't it? Well, they're they're the same. It's the same. Oh, I thought you said four. Sorry. No, sorry. Four point five. Oh, okay. okay. Uh. Although, holy shit, Starship Troopers 2, Hero of the Federation, budget $7 million, straight to, straight to video, that one only has three and a half stars on Amazon. Whoa. I haven't seen that before. That's like the lowest rated movie I think we've ever seen on Amazon.com. Well, now I've got it. Yeah. I didn't know they made like four sequels to this movie, by the way. Yeah, I keep, I keep seeing movies that I actually kind of like 
thing like, oh, that would have been a good first installment of a series. Then finding out there was a series and not checking up on it. <laughs> like, I still haven't seen any of those Crow sequels I was <laughs> gonna watch like a year ago. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw the sec the first sequel to that a long time ago, like ten years ago, and it was it was what it was. Uh, nothing special. One's got an angel in it, right? Uh, I don't remember. I don't know. I can't remember. It's so on my list, and so I guess our Starship Troopers 2 Hero of the Federation, <laughs> Starship Troopers 3 Marauder, and Starship Troopers Traitor of Mars is animated. Oh, jeez. Animated could actually work. <laughs> I could see that. And Casper Von D is in three of these. Yikes. Wow. Okay. What a career. <laughs> I mean, he, he was a TV actor before that said they did like oh. 9 or 2 or something. Oh, okay. Anyway, but, but, but um, so Robert Heinlein, uh, this book was pretty important to, to science fiction for a lot of things. Like, everything about Warhammer 40k, near as I can tell, is based on this book. What they didn't include in the movie is his power armor trope, which was, I guess, what Heinlein introduced, or at least made most popular, was his... Space Marines came down in these giant robot suits okay. and made them strong enough to fight bugs and stuff. It didn't happen in the budget or it wouldn't have really worked with the theme they were going for with the movie, so it's cut out. But StarCraft, uh, giant robot marines versus bugs. In the Zerg, uh, Warhammer 40k, which is like the Tyranids or something, and famous space marines, like a whole bunch of things have kind of aped that initial idea from the book, not the movie. Hmm. Uh, so, credit where credit's due, it was an important ish work um even though it's very pro-fascism which so is Warhammer 40k kind of <laughs> so it's uh, although 40k is ironic at least yeah uh he also wrote Glory Road Stranger in a Strange Land which is one where guys just plumb better than everyone else gets raised by aliens, so he starts a cult. Uh, 
and also the inventor of the word grok, meaning to understand. I don't know if I've ever heard that word before. Oh. So, okay. Well, <laughs> maybe it hasn't caught on as much as I thought it had. <laughs> that's Starship Troopers, the book. This one's mocking pretty well, mostly in the, uh, the little uh, news aside. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Hi, Lam. Like, I, I read Strange and Strange Line once when I was really a little kid, and there's like, he has this whole screed about how kids are bad because their parents don't beat them anymore, and he's just like a weird guy. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm glad that Verhoeven saw what was silly about it. Uh, and was like, you know what's funny? Fascists. <laughs> and how they think the future ought to work. <laughs> well, didn't, I thought I saw something, in, in like an article that said that Verhoeven actually grew up in Nazi Germany. So he's like, yeah, I wanted to make this movie and then make fun of it. It's like, this is not rad, Robert. <laughs> and it is starring from uh, Buenos Aires, a bunch of white people, which I assume was also intentional, starring the lead puppet from Team America, Casper Von D. <laughs> actually does. I didn't even think about that. Oh my god. Uh, it's like the, the guy from Avatar. I can't help but see the toy guy from Small Soldiers. <laughs> Same one with this one. Yes, Ron needs a real person. I just see the pop-up from Team America. <laughs> it's, it's probably an undiagnosed actual problem that I have. <laughs> we'll see if it happens more and more. But he was also in Sleepy Hollow, which is one of my favorite movies. I need to see he wasn't a big part of it, but he was part I'm of it. I'm gonna see that again. It's been like 20 years since I've seen that movie. It's spooky. Yeah. Maybe, maybe for October. Ooh, good idea. A, sp a spooky month. Yeah. He's also apparently in Band. Battle Angel Alita, oh. which I've seen twice on a plane, hmm. because
because the CGI is continually interesting to me. I still don't know if it's a good movie, but <laughs> legitimately an interesting looking one. And Mortal Kombat Legacy is Johnny Cage, and that works to me. Is that like a third or fourth Mortal Kombat movie? Might just be the second, I'm not sure. I could have sworn the second one was Annihilation. Cause I know there was That sounds right. There was Mortal Kombat the Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I didn't know if there was another one past that. Maybe it was a TV show? Uh, hang on. This needs to be discovered by me <laughs> right now, on air, live, Mortal Kombat Legacy. American Web Series Anthology, adapted from fictional... Huh. Huh. Alright then. Uh, uh, it, it was on Netflix for a while. Oh, wow. So. Alright. It's a real thing. 2011, 2013. Hmm. Okay, then. Anyway, Casper Von Johnny Cage. Our favorite guy from... <laughs> so hey, it's all coming together. Uh, also starring uh, Denise Richards, looks sort of like an exaggerated drawing of someone. Yeah, um, in this one, but I think it's just because she's always smiling, which is a weird choice. Yeah, but I've seen her in better movies, so I know that it was a choice. <laughs> so there's that at least. <laughs> yeah, there, there may be. Uh, I may once or twice refer to her accidentally as Carmen Electra because her character's name is Carmen. So, sorry in advance if I do that. That's fair. That's totally fair. Uh, she was also in Wild Things and The World's Not Enough. And most notably to me, Tammy and the T-Rex. I don't know that one. So, I'm never going to... Oh, shit. See, it's, uh, okay, I've, can I, can I tell you one other thing that I've decided I'm okay. going to do? Because, quite frankly, I don't watch enough movies. Like, I freely admit that. I will spend... 75 minutes watching a YouTube video of someone figuring out whether or not he can beat Pokemon Red with the Magikarp, but I don't watch movies. 
Magikarp can only use Splash. It can also learn Tackle. Okay. But it actually, you can't beat Gen 1 because Ghost types can't be hit by Tackle. Because they're Ghost types. So, uh, but I'll watch that. But I don't watch movies for some stupid reason. So, I've decided that I'm going to... I'm going to try to watch 50 movies over the course of one year. Which does not sound like much, I know. But that's one of weeks. Oh, I mean, considering that I normally watch movies when we record these and never other times, I think it's oh, yeah. Like I don't watch I don't watch movies. Like I watch TV shows. I don't watch. Oh man, if you're only watching movies, I suggest this podcast for me a twisted impression of film. <laughs> I know there are other movies out there that exist. <laughs> like there's like there's a ton of other stuff. Like a you know, with Netflix, with Hulu, with, I don't have any other uh, streaming subscription services, but just those two, there's, you know, a metric shit ton of good to terrible movies, and it's like, I need to watch more movies, because I just don't watch them, like, ever, so... Yeah, I actually, uh, I unsubscribed from Netflix, like, this week, uh, because I have so many movies that I've just bought that I haven't seen yet, uh, and because I started censoring their content, which, for pretty good reasons to start with, I just don't like that as a, uh, precedent. So I'm, I'm falling back on my horde of things I haven't watched yet for the next couple months, years? I don't know, but not even into streaming for the moment. But anyway, so I, I want to do that just because I really... It's either movies that I've, I have seen that I haven't seen in a long time, or movies that I've never seen that I always meant to. So, that's my plan. So I, I don't, I won't feel quite as Ill, move, movie illiterate. Is that, I don't know what the phrase would be for that. Um, ill, hmm, cinema, I don't know, I don't know, so I won't feel so stupid about movies, 
as I usually do when I record these. Well, I definitely recommend Tam and T-Rex. It stars young Paul Walker also. Oh, shit. Interesting. And it's about uh, Denise Richards has a boyfriend who gets murdered by the mob or maybe just bullies. I don't remember. Uh, but a mad scientist puts his brain in a T-Rex. But not a real T-Rex, like a robot T-Rex. So they're not even... They're already going through Echo's premise, but they make it a robot T-Rex, so it's believable. <laughs> and then it's just sort of this animatronic T-Rex whose legs clearly can't move, so he's standing behind something. <laughs> They <laughs> uh, just like roll it around or something. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> See, I was kidding. Well, like when it's when it's on screen, it's always just moves to or is about to move from where it's seen it's gonna be. <laughs> Okay, it's incredible and like really gruesome for five seconds in the middle and a little bit at the end for some reason. Alright then. So Denise Richards, aka Tammy. Alright. Dina Meyer from Dragonheart and Giant Mnemonic. And I haven't seen Saw, at least not for a long time, and not all the way through, not sober. <laughs> she's apparently dead, and she's in. She's currently on a show called All American, which I haven't seen. Um, I mostly know her as the girl from Dragonheart because I liked Dragonheart a lot as a kid and have intentionally not watched it as an adult because I bet it's not very good. <laughs> but I mean, it, but it, has, but it has Sean Connery and there are no movies that are bad that have Sean Connery in them. What well, has his voice? But that's true. It's also got, um, you saw Dennis Quaid. Oh, so. That'll be fun. <laughs> As a knight. Oh, God. Watching it again because I used to ironically like it and think it was good, which they cannot <laughs> So, uh, also starring Neil Patrick Harris, 
Doogie Howser, How I Met Your Mother, Harold and Kumar, etc. He's famous now. And Michael Ironside <laughs> from Top Gun, Total Recall, Scanners, etc. I've I've written down, if you'll indulge me, um, just a list of some of Michael Ironside's roles. Doing a worst uh, a word search for uh, military ranks. <laughs> so he has in the past played uh, Colonel Archwood in Community, Colonel Dodd in Contact Unbecom or Conduct Unbecoming, Colonel Trump in Ice Soldiers. Colonel Andrus in Nuremberg, Colonel Haggard in Agents of Agency of Vengeance, Colonel Gage in Mutants, Colonel West in Red Scorpion 2, Colonel Moss in Wolverine and the X-Men, The Captain in X-Men First Class, General Lane in Smallville, Captain Schreiber in Atropa, General Ashdown in Terminator Salvation, General Quincy in Outer Limits, General MacArthur in Tokyo Trial, General Amberson in Maximum Velocity, Commander Mason in Run Like Hell, Captain Norcross in The Alphabet Killer, Captain Jones, the abduction of Jesse Bookman, Captain Billings in Surveillance, Captain Meisler in Red Sun Rising, Captain Hudson in Sea Quest, Captain Blaine in Beneath the Blue, Captain Anderson in Too Fast, Too Young, Captain Bradishy in Word in Space, Lieutenant Muldoon and Alfred Hitchcock presents Lieutenant Logan and the Harrowing, Admiral Traeger and Meltdown on the Ice Planet, Lieutenant Hutton in the Beacon, Commandant Mario in Cold Case, Inspector Schumann in Blacklight, Lieutenant Ingram in Question of Privilege, Detective Connor in The Enragement, Detective Briscoe in Captive, Detective Cooper in One of Our Own, Chief Mulray in Cold Squad, Sergeant Hansen in Portrait of a Killer, Lieutenant Stone in Major Pain, Detective Baker in The Glass Shield, Sheriff Wilson in Force to Kill, Inspector Garcia in Sweet Killing, Lieutenant Barfus in The Vagrant, Sheriff Pete in Payback, Detective Carl Madsen in Murder by Night, Major Hackett in Extreme Prejudice, Detective Lawrence and Jojo Dancer, Sheriff Hillman in California Winter, Sheriff Rooney in Fallen Angels, Sheriff Willinger in Floyd Class 3, Sheriff Lee in Deadly Nightmares, Detective Rorsch in Cross Country, Sergeant Skyler in American Nightmares, 
Sheriff Knowles and 88, Detective Anslin, Detectives Chief Bannon Bannon Way and Chief Mulray and Cold Squad. So he's done a couple movies where he plays military figures. I think he's a little typecast sometimes. <laughs> Whatever gave you that idea? <laughs> Three minutes of... <laughs> Mostly colonels. Yeah. A lot of lieutenants. I was surprised. It's like, I thought, I thought it was just gonna be colonels for like... Cause you feel it like, what? 15 or 18 movies of just him being Colonel? The first. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the most common is Colonel's. Second most common is actually probably Captain's. Yeah, I think so. But then a solid six uh, sergeants and five sheriffs and. Yeah, he's, uh... Hmm. He, uh, also, he was the voice of Darkseid in DC Animated Universe. Oh, there you go. Wasn't he... So... Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong no, person, no. wasn't... I thought, didn't he do the voice of one of the... Oh, yeah, he was. No. Wasn't he one of the voices of one of the Transformers? Or am I not? I don't know what the Transformers names is Ironside. Are you thinking of no, that? No, maybe it's not him. I don't know. No, probably he was. He's He's got a good voice. Um, and usually if someone's done one, they've done a bunch. Uh, let me check Michael Ironside. Transformers. Yep. He was the... He was Ultra Magnus in Transformers Prime. Uh, like nine episodes of that. Okay. I, for some reason I thought... Okay, was, just, yeah, just the one. Okay, I thought he was in the movies as like one of the Transformers, but I could be wrong. I haven't seen any of those movies. Not, so I don't know. Not according to this list I have here, but it might not be comprehensive. I, I only copied down eight or so rules. Anyway, I love him. He's a Matty Manti alum at this point. He's a top gun. He's, he's uh, the only alum in this movie. Which I thought for a second that we were gonna have like we were gonna strike out on new ground and actually have a movie with no Mad name any of these alums, and then it's like, oh no, of course Michael Ironside. Yeah, sorry. No, no, it's okay. It's, 
Also starring Jake Busey. He's not an alum, but it's their second Busey in a row because uh, Point Break will be the episode coming out before this one. Nice. So, two Buseys. This the junior Busey from the Frighteners and Contact, and presumably many more things. Those are the two I remember from. And Clancy Brown as Sergeant, Lieutenant, Uh, whatever his name is, the Drill Sergeant. So probably he was a sergeant, and then he was, uh, he, he changed ranks later on. Busted himself down to private so he could kill some bugs. Yes. Clancy Brown of, uh, Highlander. Mm-hmm. He was the Kurgan. Shawshank Redemption. The voice of Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> I did not know that. Oh yeah. Um, he's also been the voice of a bunch of other things for that, like that Dwayne Capizzi universe. Like he was Captain Black and Jackie Chan Adventures. Uh, he was. The entire Legion X Machina and Big and Rusty Boy Robot. <laughs> he was someone Men in Black. He was someone the Godzilla series. You know, those, those, those yeah. Dwayne Capizzi ones that I actually kind of liked when I was a yeah. kid. And he's done a bunch of superhero stuff. Like, he's the main Lex Luthor in the DC Animated Universe. He's played Parallax and Red Hulk and Mr. Freeze and Mr. Sinister and Taskmaster. The Rhino, someone named Zartok and Green Lantern. Um, and also, apparently, a bunch of voices in Axe Cop. <laughs> oh, God. So... So he likes comic books, which you get on him. And those were all the roles I bothered to write down. But there are, of course, many more because a bunch of attractive young people die. Yeah. I think uh, Seth. Gilliam is in this, and Rue McClanahan is his Yes. But it's like, <laughs> when I saw her, it's like, she was in there for about a minute. But it's like, I know that voice. Well, I didn't recognize her with the, the eye things she right. had. Right. Uh... But I recognized her 
her name, right? It was like, holy shit, Blanche? Yeah. I think that's Blanche, yeah. right? <laughs> I actually just started watching the Golden Girls uh, for the first time. Uh, oh my god, that shit was amazing. <laughs> I mean, I I cannot promise you'll if you like it, awesome. I can't promise it's good, but I do uh, like it. And I'm not sure why. Well, I've only seen the. It's I've just, only seen the pilot so far, but it was pretty good. So that show uh, has one of my favorite like obvious got money because season one did well things because you'll notice if you're watching the whole series uh in season one like how many rooms they're in is like two or three because that's their budget right and then season two just like first episode, all of a sudden they're traveling and shit and they're like, they got money! <laughs> like, the writing is the same. The show looks super different. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Other names I'll mention occasionally when I come to them. That's the cast. Yeah. You want, you want to get into it? Sure. Alright. So Starship Troopers. I fucking love these federal network <laughs> propaganda <laughs> things so much. <laughs> It's, 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 yeah. It, it, it's what gives us most of our insight into what a horrible dystopia this actually is. <laughs> uh, but also is given in pretty much the voice of, uh, Forgot his name already. Heinlein. Oh yeah. Uh, we're just like, right? We think this is awesome too, don't you? The problems when I saw it when I was like, I don't know, twelve. Uh, I didn't know satire. I was like, it's kind of awesome. It's a little <laughs> weird, but. <laughs> Yeah, these without like fourth grade reading level uh, German triumph of the will, whatever <laughs> Wiley fight. I forget. I forget which one was based on, but like shot for shot, it's one or two of the uh, the Nazi videos that Verhoeven saw growing up. <laughs> All 
also very reminiscent of the um, of the advertisements from like from RoboCop. Basically, it's you know, it's the same same sort of feel to it. You know, it has the it has the the over dramatic narrator talking over things and it's they're try it's the oversaturated colors and everything's trying to yeah. trying to appeal to the the masses of the markets and you know just it a lot of it reminded me I mean like I said a lot of this movie just reminds me a lot of RoboCop, but in space. Um, well, he's doing the same thing, bro. Yeah. Just like mocking how dumb American heroes and people love it are. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not even. Although RoboCop's more commercial, this one's more like jingoistic. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not even remotely complaining. I love RoboCop and I really like this movie too, so... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm forced to admit, push comes to shove, RoboCop is better. Yeah. I think I like the score of this one better. That, that Kondathu drop song good um and I like you know Rock Shop or whatever the main Robocop one's called but I think this one's better yeah I don't know I personally have to listen to them again cause the cause the two themes uh are remarkably similar cause they have, they have this... Yeah, you saw the same... Uh, well, you're the music guy. Yeah, because, I mean, they have the same sort of... Uh, the same sort of... Not the same uh, key, but... They have very similar sort of... Um, intonations... They have like same the same uh, instrumentation, and a lot of it just sort of. It actually, this one sounds the Starship Troopers one sounds kind of like the Robo RoboCop theme, but slowed down a little bit. But they use like the same yeah. intervals between notes, and it's like I, I liked it uh, because you know it's the same guy who wrote both scores. But yeah, it was it was really cool. But also, it's more of like an infinite build thing. Yeah. 
Like, the characters one you can kind of loop as, like, a video game fight soundtrack, where it's, like, with Holly building towards something, but it's not actually just shifts into something else that's building, and shifts back to the first thing building. Yeah. Uh, whatever you call that, but I like it. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a good song to finally break out of traffic and get onto the interstate with, <laughs> um, which is what I use it for. <laughs> uh, so we, we get this, this sign-up spam. There's a there's a kid trying to sign up for it. It's great. Um, and the, we're told the bugs are sending rocks. Uh, we got big cannons, so they can't send rocks. Uh, and I forgot that this starts sort of in the middle. Yeah. Of what's going on. Because it shows, like, okay, so Kudath is, like, across the galaxy or something. Probably shouldn't have shown us that, because now I'm questioning the science for everything else that happens, but... <laughs> but alright. <laughs> it's a shit zillion miles away that, like... Light can't reach it in five million years, but rocks can that are going slow enough to dodge. It's fine. Uh, and it shows a bunch of troops getting eaten, including our main guy, and I'm confused because I recognized him because he's the guy that looks like the Team America puppet. Um, but then... Then it gives me a one year later, so I understand again. <laughs> one year earlier, I think. Yeah, sorry, one year yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. The exact opposite of what I said, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, so we get a bunch of, uh, Kids who are in high school, uh, but people who are obviously in their twenties, but <laughs> seventy-year-old man. Andrew's having character Rico, a a two-hundred-year-old man who's so dumb he's still in high school. But fortunately, so is your One thing I liked, they, they, because this was 1997, like any time they try to go super futuristic with practical effects in old movies, it looks a little silly because. The screens are only as good as the screens are at the time. Uh, but as far as like how schools would work and how everyone has like an iPad desk and stuff, uh, 
good guess. Frankly, comparatively. Yeah. Although I guess technology advanced much quicker because that's they're in the 23rd century, I think. So they probably have more advanced yeah. technology by then. Considering man. But not more advanced screens. Probably not. Everything else is more advanced. <laughs> This is where we get our info dump from Michael Ironside. Mm -hmm. uh, where he just outlines the whole, like, yeah, this is a fascist uh, utopia and people think this is a good thing. Decide for yourself, audience. <laughs> but it's a. Uh, our failure of democracy and how the military heroically staged a coup and took over um, because we all know the force solves everything and it's very like I know people who believe this this is definitely a, a republican dream but it's not a because he's a, a citizen and they have the citizen civilians thing and only veterans are citizens and uh, so everyone wants to, to be one. Girlfriend is smart, boyfriend is dumb, NPH can read minds. <laughs> And that's our cast. Oh, and, and Dragonheart is horny. Uh, that's... <laughs> Which, by the way, don't even, don't even think about the Neil Patrick Harris being psychic because it doesn't come up for the next hour and a half of the movie. <laughs> Well, he doesn't come fast hour and a half of the movie most. That's true, but the psychic thing doesn't come up for, like, until the end of the movie. And true. And cursorily. But, uh, as far as Chekhov's guns go, though, they do establish this one pretty yeah. well. But still, cause like, cause they have the, what the, the weird scene where he's like trying to, because our main character, who's you now, I keep forgetting what I'm gonna call him, Dummy. <laughs> um, Rico. Because Dummy. Rico. Dummy sounds better. <laughs> Because Dummy's so bad at math and history and social studies and everything and drawing, it looks like. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, <laughs> like, wasn't the, the scene where we introduced him, he's, like, sending 
a drawing of him kissing his girlfriend was really bad drawings. <laughs> yeah, it's this really poorly MS painted, uh, like you've got a tablet, man, you should be doing better yeah. than that. I draw a sheet on MS Paint too with a mouse, <laughs> but come on. But they have that scene where he's, he's, because he's so dumb and he's bad, everything's friend and PH is trying to, <laughs> desperately trying to discover his psychic sink <laughs> with him. Which, that was something I was kind of hoping would be like, be like more prominent. Like, oh yeah, by the way, people can be psychic in the future. And then it's like, then it does not get brought up until the end of the movie. <laughs> like, oh, well, so much for that. But... Yeah, I think it's another one of those kind of cool ideas from Heinlein's book that, that frankly, they they also carried over into uh, StarCraft and uh, Warhammer 40k. <laughs> but I think, and I haven't ever read his book, um, because I dislike his style and dislike him as a human being. <laughs> uh, I, I think it is one of those, you know, anytime you have one of those older sci-fi books that sprawls and does a lot of world building that there's never time for movies, so I think the, uh, the psychics or the or astropaths or thing from that book or just Warhammer, but the, uh, uh, I don't know, there, there, there's a lot of stuff from this era, like, Dune is the same way, where they've decided, like, robots are lame, psychic humans is how we, like, jump through black holes <laughs> and stuff, and I'm not against it, it's, it's definitely of a time, though. Yeah. Like, if you got robot suits, but no robots, and psychic humans, but no supercomputers, you're a sci-fi novel based on this one period of it for some reason. The one thing I think that we did find out about Rico, or Dummy, or whatever we're gonna call him, um, <laughs> is that I... Oh, I, I got it now, finally. Why you call him Dummy? Because <laughs> Team America. <laughs> but the one thing we kind of find out is that he's not squeamish, which is good. Because when he's in, when they're in Rue McClanahan's biology class, he just like tears into this bug corpse. Is like, oh, here's the heart, here's the liver, here's the lungs, 
and uh, his girlfriend's next to him, and she like barfs. So she's obviously yeah. she can't handle it, but he's got the stomach for it. So like somehow they're getting these bugs back to Earth because it's a bug the size of like a, a sea turtle. But, uh, like, they don't, I think this is on purpose, they don't really tell us so much why the war started, but we're kind of to guess that it was, it was probably our fault. (laughs) On account of everyone's fascist (laughs) and wants to start war. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Blanche is talking about how the books colonized were hurling spores into space, which I don't get, but alright, so they're kind of bugs, but they're kind of reactants, but they're kind of plants. They're aliens. It's cool. APH can guess cards and mind control fair. It's <laughs> pretty good power suite. And then did you ever watch uh, Batman Begins? Not Batman Begins, Batman Beyond. Uh, yeah, but it's been a long time since I've watched it. Near as I can tell, like, for some reason, this weird indoor football thing finally something dummy is good at, <laughs> although still not as good as at, like, Corny Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Ryan me love the, the Batman Beyond specific indoor, like, highlight slash the cross game they play. But okay. I have seen Batman Beyond. It's just I haven't watched it since it was first on. That was 20 years ago. I would Gosh. like to watch it again. I remember liking it a fair amount. I mean, I like the whole DC animated universe. Yeah. It's on my mind because so many of these guys did voices in that, I think. But, uh. But, yeah. But, <laughs> that, that's probably why I remind me of it. Like, you know what this guy was in? Batman. <laughs> you know what indoor future football's in? Batman. <laughs> <laughs> His girlfriend clearly likes smart guy better than dummy. Mm-hmm. Smart guy, because of the casting and how weird it is, I think is like a grown ass military guy coming back to high school sports games, but maybe he's also a senior. I don't know, because the actor's 35 and so is everyone. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's not really clear, because there's, 
there's a point later where, well, we'll talk about that when we get to it, but it's like he's sort of like the commanding officer, or not commanding officer, but he's like a higher, he's a high-ranking petty officer or something on this ship, and it's like, how are you supposed to be right out of high school also, but I guess not? But also, the through line of this movie is that it's really easy to become a high-ranking officer in a short Because, uh, Denise Richards... Like, he signed up last week and two people died and now he's admiral or something. Because Denise Richards is definitely, like, a lieutenant within about a month. Of joining the camp. Yeah, she's like... <laughs> it's, it's so weird. <laughs> the, the movie has fun with time, I think is what we're trying to say. <laughs> yeah, and um, casting people way too old for the roles is, uh... Yeah makes it really hard to tell. Is this supposed to be like five years after they graduate or is it two weeks because there were there were 35 in the other <laughs> clubs. I don't know. Yeah. So this is when it becomes apparent that his girlfriend doesn't like him but his quarterback does. <laughs> Uh, Dragonheart. Yeah. Which, I'll say one thing about this, is that I like the fact that apparently sports have become progressive enough to the point where they actually will let uh, men and women play on the same contact sports team. That was nice. Nice touch. Yeah. Although I think she was the only one, wasn't she? Oh, was she? I thought there were a couple others, but maybe not. I could be wrong. I thought that was just, uh, Dragonheart being awesome. It might have just been her. I forget her name. Uh, Dizzy? Yeah. Dizzy. I guess Dizzy. Yeah. Dizzy Dragonheart. That would be my my speed metal guitarist nickname. That's not bad, wow, right? Kind of interesting. <laughs> now all I have to do is be able to play guitar well enough to get into a speed metal band. Sure, he could. <laughs> I could not. Uh, his parents don't want him to join up. They want him to go to Harvard, which I guess is a lot easier to get into the future because they they've established how dumb he is in every scene so far. Well, I mean, 
or just how rich they are. I think it was established that they are extremely wealthy. So they probably paid as well. But also, also they're not citizens. So I'm, so I guess it's not that important. And maybe it's like one of those people actually running society versus people chasing uh, narrative things. I don't know. I mean, the whole the whole idea of the citizen versus civilian thing could have been established after the... I don't know exactly when. They don't say when it was established, so it's possible that maybe they didn't have to worry about the distinction between them because um, there's definitely yeah because I, I get the feeling it's an old arrangement but it could be like a within memory change because there was definitely when they were in when they're in boot camp they're and they're talking about the different recruits are talking about what did why did they join up? What do they want to get out of being, becoming a citizen? And there's a girl who says, you know, I want to have babies. And it's like, do they not let civilians have children? Like what? What's going on here? Yeah, but then, then a, and another guy says, because he wants to go to college. Yeah. But, like, apparently that's... You, you can be a civilian and have a lot of money and do both those things. So I don't know what... I, I don't know. Uh, it is not meant to be thought about this much, <laughs> but I am. So there's, there's holes that I wish someone would feel for me. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know how the society works. Yeah. I don't want him to join up. And he's like, but I'm gonna join up. And it's sort of how the reverse of the normal <laughs> uh, military family. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're at, I guess, prom? I don't know what this is. They're all a dance with a bunch of other 50-year-olds, <laughs> so I can't tell. <laughs> I think it's basically prom. I did think it was kind of funny that that apparently is taking place on the same night as that big sports ball game. Because uh, there's... Because there definitely... I think there was a scene at the end of the... the whatever they call it the sports ball thing where yeah. where they say like I think his girlfriend says you going to the dance tonight and it's like why would you schedule both of those on the same night <laughs> well that's what it's like homecoming don't they I mean I well maybe I guess I don't know Really silly. 
I never went to any sporting events uh, and only like three dances in high school, so I'm not the one to ask. Same. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I guess it's sort of, I guess maybe it's, they kept not wanting us to drink at sporting events. So I'm like, what the hell? It's football. <laughs> But I guess this is maybe their sort of going away dance. Because they're all graduating anyway, so might as well have one last, one last hurrah. I suppose. Yeah. And then, and then Dragonheart is just, just, Real horny. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and, uh, uh, Denise Richards clearly doesn't like her boyfriend. Um, and all of this is lost on, on Tony. <laughs> because he <laughs> And, and not on MPH because, of course, he can read minds. It's also just not a dummy, <laughs> so it's kind of. In fact, as you know, I'm like, did you read your minds? Like, I don't have to. What is wrong with you? <laughs> like, watch people's faces, dummy. Like, it's. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a psychic power, this is just functioning. <laughs> well, he is a 35-year-old high school senior. There is probably something wrong with him mentally. He is just so pretty, though. He really is. <laughs> like, that's part of the problem is that he... They, they make it a point to point out how dumb he is to begin with, and they sort of forget halfway through the movie. Um, I like it a lot, man. He's just like beautiful and stupid. That's, that's an archetype I like. <laughs> What's the, uh, the himbo? Is that what they've been calling on the internet for the last couple of weeks? Himbo? Oh! I had not seen, I had not seen that. Okay. Meh. <laughs> Oh my Sorry, God. my my Twitter timeline was filled for the last week with uh, with um, Me Too stories from from Twitch broadcasters and professional wrestlers. So that was oh fun. Oh, yeah, it was super depressing. Now, professional wrestling, I feel like I would have guessed. Twitch seems like the one's even in the same room, right? Um, right. 
but we're talking mostly about like people at conventions and things. Oh. Uh, yeah, that that was uh, it was it was really sad because most of them, most of the people who had committed these things, I had never heard of, but. Like three of them I'd heard, I'd been to their channels, and two of them I'd given money to, and one of them I actually participated in like a charity stream that they put on, and it was like, man, that's really fucking disturbing. The charity still holds, though. Yeah, but yeah. it's still, it's like, you know, he, he's putting on this good face, it's like giving money to charity, but at the same time, uh, he's also uh, forcing himself upon women, and it's like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, that's bummed. That, that bummed me out when it was, um... Apparently, the, uh... And I'll, I'll, I'll cut that out. I probably should be saying people's direct mm. names. But the, uh... One of the guys from that YouTube series I liked so much, I think I sent you, that was, like, uh... For a while. Oh... And just like, you know, when you listen to someone's voice for long enough, you're like, these are friends, because that's my brain works. It's like fictional characters and podcast hosts are friends. Yeah. Um, not that I don't love you people listening, <laughs> uh, but we also haven't met. <laughs> and, <laughs> I do the same thing, so don't worry about it. It's like, ah, oh, I can't believe he would do this. Like, well, you've never met him. <laughs> so, of course. But yeah. Yeah, it's a bummer. So, okay, Himbo, good to know. Himbo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,. I've been spending last week on Twitter mostly arguing with Nazis, so your sounds exactly as uplifting as mine. It sounds like most weeks for you, though, right? I do feel the need to make sure that Nazis know I hate them. <laughs> I don't know why that's so important to I me. Mean, it seems like a very basic tenet of living as a human being to let Nazis know that they're terrible people. I just think it's important to know for them to know that like no 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 I'm not secretly Jewish other white people are really embarrassed <laughs> by you <laughs> like <laughs> like 
Like, do you not understand that, like, you would be at the bottom of any society regardless of ethnic makeup, and we don't care about your feelings because you're disgusting. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is not a racial thing. No one likes yeah. you. Get better. <laughs> but... <laughs> I don't know if it's effective or not. I'd like to think it might be. I hope so. Cause it's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> but... I'm not... I'm not in marching health anymore. I can't get out there. Whereas I'm just too scared to do it. I support people who do it. I'm just too fucking scared to do it. Because I don't want to get tear gassed. Yeah, you're you the same age I am. Like, things don't heal as fast anymore. I'm as strong as ever it was, but everything takes three times longer to stitch itself back together now. I'm not about to be one of those guys who goes to, do to doctors for help. <laughs> Speaking of, um, no, hold on. Speaking of, there's a way around this. Speaking of the, no, he's not a doctor, he's just a lecturer. And anyway, Michael Ironside's there. <laughs> um, and Dummy's like, should I go space <laughs> or college? <laughs> <laughs> Iron Sense has some pretty good advice. It's a little quotable. Uh, one of the only fears man has, whatever, whatever, make your decisions, etc., etc. Um, and then Dragonheart's like, hey, stay with me. He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's the end. That's that scene. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> uh, and then apparently they they all get signed up. Yeah, oh, and, and, and Big Shot's there, too, for some reason, even though he's not from that school, I guess. Right. Uh, so Girlfriend clearly likes Big Shot better. Who does not need a character? Yeah, he's just he's just yeah. great. <laughs> uh, 
He's not even acting this one. He's just being cool. <laughs> like, looks straight to the camera like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> So they divided it up based on on talent and usefulness. NPH is going to Intel because he's a psychic Gestapo. Girlfriend's gonna be a pilot. Yep. Cause I guess math makes you a pilot. And Dummy's going into infantry. Although I gotta admit, with this dad, I'm an endless too. <laughs> so it's kinda. Uh, and he realizes he's made a bad decision when uh, only other infantry guy he meets has one limb. <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I thought he was he was the recruitment guy, right? He was actually recruiting him into the into the infantry. Well, he was he was a a desk sign up guy. I don't know if he was a recruiter, but he was the like where he had oh yeah down that way. I think the line is, uh, is like, Space Marines made me the man I am today, or something. It's just, and he rolls back, and he's missing an arm. He's missing, like, a bunch of limbs. Like, oh. Goody. Yeah, I guess they can't afford to, to give people prosthetic legs, only arms. That's <laughs> kind of a bummer. But that's not a technology that's gotten any better in the future. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they all go off to different academies, boot camps, or whatever. There's there is a line where uh, after after Dummy has told his parents that he's signed up for the military, that they were trying to goad him into not joining the military by promising him this sweet vacation. Uh, and then after he signs up, he yells at them. I don't want to go on vacation. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, what, what is That's no, very, yeah. Like, they, they leaned into the spoiled rich kid thing really hard in like two scenes but not the rest so it didn't really yeah. <laughs> but it was close it, it could have stuck uh we get another awesome federal network commercial <laughs> break 
which is the execution commercial of like, we come this morning, try this afternoon, tonight, six o'clock, all stations, <laughs> execution live, which is another one of those like, oh right, this world's warm. <laughs> Commercial for psychic testing, starring that guy whose name I don't know, who played King Richard on Gallivant. <laughs> so someone else recognized. <laughs> um, and the only hint we get as to why this war started, which is that the Mormons made a colony <laughs> on one of their. <laughs> Plants and got massacred. I fucking cracked up with that. Yeah, it's great. I mean, they're the guys who would too. Like what? Desert planet with nothing but salt. Like we actually did that already. (laughs) It's fine. Like. That was perfect. <laughs> like, and then you actually, once we're actually at Clodath and show the scenes, like, it looks about as hospitable as Utah, frankly. <laughs> like, it's. I bet they could. Well, I thought they. I don't remember where they shot them, but it was at. It was like the Badlands or something. I forget where they shot those scenes, but it was, you know. Yeah, those rock formations are pretty rare, but I just mean like the Desert General, like if you ever driven across the the Boneville Salt Flats in Utah or anything, it's like that. Frankly, the bug plant looks like you could survive a bit longer than some parts of Utah. Okay, they were actually shot in um, the Badlands of Hell's Half Acre in Wyoming. Oh, I've driven through there too. Natrona County? Well, probably not right through there. They probably don't have a road through, like, that feature. But I'll have to yeah, stop this. Yeah. So that's, that's where those were shot, apparently. I'll have to stop with my official Starship Troopers, uh, McDonald's Happy Meal toy helmet and take some pictures of... Because <laughs> the boot camp was just taught by the Kurgan. <laughs> from from Highlander. Have you seen that one yet? No. Alright, I'm gonna uh, take it upon myself to force you to see that. 
project. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I would like to actually. It's, uh... <laughs> the main <laughs> character, the actor who plays the main character, is the guy who played Raiden in Mortal Kombat. So that's the quality you're right. signing up for. <laughs> down for that. Although, one thing is, apparently you are allowed to wash out if you want to, which I think is more forgiving than, like, the U.S.'s military recruitment right now. Yeah. So that's refreshing in this fascist dystopia. But yeah, but if you don't want to... <laughs> Breaks this this other big dumb guy who's everyone <laughs> in universe knows is big and dumb because for some reason they've all forgotten that about dummy. Uh, breaks his arm just to show that he's tough. Yeah, kind of rad actually. Uh, uh, leaning further into that that culture thing, uh, and then Dragonheart's also here for some reason, <laughs> and then also yep. gets beat. <laughs> but she puts up more of a fight. She like gets a couple shots in on him. Or he knocks her down. Yeah, and he doesn't... Like, he, when he knocks the first guy down, he just decided to break his arm. It seems like at least he doesn't do that to <laughs> yeah. Although he could have, it looks like. Oh, yeah. Most certainly. <laughs> Would have been... Rude to do it twice, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, the medics are so busy, you know, with all the other people whose limbs are getting broken by the other yeah. sergeants. It's just the day one hazing. <laughs> yeah. And then you see next scene, they're, they're all getting lunch, I think? Yeah, they're getting chow, and, and Gary Busey shows up. Yeah. Oh, and also, this is the first time we, we see their futuristic uh, Kool-Aid-based healing poultices. Yeah, this guy's got his cast, and it's got like blue Kool-Aid in it. <laughs> it's like a mini back to tank. Yeah. back to tank. Yeah. Yeah. From Star Wars. Yeah. Like a Colto tank, also from Star Wars. 
So then, uh, Gary Busey shows up. A wild except Busey not appears. Because, except he's 30 years younger. Yeah, it's, uh, what, what's the name? Is it Jack or Jake Busey? Jake. Jake Busey. But he looks and sounds exactly like his father, and it's freaky. There's a strong family resemblance I'm into. <laughs> Uh, also, Dummy is mad at Dragonheart for some reason. Uh, because she decided to transfer into his unit, even though she was apparently supposed to go somewhere else, I think. So he's mad at her because he thinks that she's following him, which, which she is, she is but, <laughs> but, you know... Why be mad about it? I mean, I guess they don't have cell phones yet. Cause like... It's, it seems like that would be cool. Like, if I was going... Uh, into fucking space or something... And the only person I knew who I was gonna still possibly hang out with this uh, girlfriend who clearly isn't into me and doesn't want to be with me. Um, <laughs> I would probably happen to have a friend to come with, but I also feel like we would have texted about it first. <laughs> it's like, hey, I was also going to join up. Which station are you at? And then I would be like, uh, either this one, or I'd rather do it myself, thanks. But I guess I didn't do that. Which mm -hmm. begs the question how she knew where he was, but I don't know. I don't know. I, she has her ways, I'm sure. She is the most competent person in the movie so far, except <laughs> for, uh... <laughs> Except for the Kurgan, <laughs> so fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Who, in the very next scene, uh, punctured Busey's hand just to do it. <laughs> He's rad. He's, I mean, you see what I mean about these medics being overworked, right? Yeah, they're just like, they're just injuring recruits. What do you like, how just every time you puncture it, so it's us with medic! Yeah. Just... <laughs> so they have to hang Chekhov's pocket knife on this, uh... As if it's going to be any good, and they have to sort of force it to be good for a second later on in the movie. Because <laughs> otherwise it wouldn't be. Um, yeah. And this is sort of the first time it comes obvious, to me at least, knowing how the movie goes later, 
They're not even trained to fight the bugs at this point. They're trained to fight guys. Mm -hmm. uh, because they're because they're not expecting the bugs to have to be intelligent. They're just expecting them to be um, just mindless creatures that don't know anything about like military tactics or whatever. Right. So but, just but also expecting an easy It's one of those interesting kind of hints at the broader world we don't get that big taste of the like these guys are constantly warring with someone for something. Mm -hmm. Like that's a major part of the culture it's just who gets made up on the spot. Yeah, but there, it doesn't get into who it was before the bugs, but it's it's interesting because they, they definitely have at least several million soldiers ready to go because they're always, hmm. uh, you know, yeah. I would collect a couple more hints. I'm curious about it. Hmm. Anyway, he, he stigmatis busy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the was somewhat famous in the time co-ed shower scene. Second one I'd seen because I'm also a Robot Jocks fan, but hmm. uh, no one else is. <laughs> so that's. <laughs> it was Pacific Rim before Pacific Rim was Pacific Rim, goddammit. <laughs> They just sort of go around where everyone sounds off about their mode, their character motivation for being in the <laughs> first place. Yeah, oh, and that's for this. Uh, that's for that line was. There's there because there was a there's a lady in there who says she wants a license to have children. I wrote that down because I thought that was a really strange thing. It wasn't yeah. just, oh, yeah, it's like they actually, I guess they have to serve in the military or have an obscene amount of money to, in order to have children. But also, the she, yeah, the, that was weird because they, the way the society seems set up is just to need a constant supply of young bodies to chew up. Uh, mm -hmm. Which, in my general impression of most fascist places, they try to have a bunch of people have as many kids as possible so they can uh, use them up. Yeah. But, but it's different in this future, somehow. 
And if I was smarter, I would have thought more about it, but I didn't. <laughs> um, although apparently you can buy your way out of it or whatever dummy's parents did. I, I guess. And this is also an anecdote that I keep reading about. I don't know for sure if it's true, but everyone was pretty nervous about the scene because it's, you know, it's awkward. So, uh, Paul Verhoeven, who's like 30 years older than these guys, and the cameraman were also naked during the scene. He's like, relax, relax. apparently, uh, Dragonheart, the actress, something Myers, Dina Meyer, was sort of, yeah. sort of like, ah, this is kind of weird. He's like, okay, okay. Will this make you feel better? And just like... <laughs> like speaking of the Me Too movement, I'm not sure that's okay. <laughs> um, but I think your heart was in the right place, Paul. Like, I'll give you that. <laughs> There, there are two terrible arguments you can make for this, for this anecdote. One, it was 1997, and two, he's European. So, no, and it, it, it seems like about, like, if that anecdote is true, that seems like about the most kind-hearted reason to expose yourself to employees <laughs> that I can think of. <laughs> and if, depending on how the, the mood was on set and if everyone's friends or not, that is a pretty cool thing to do. Um, yeah. I also think that gets so many lawsuits way down and keep your pants on, Paul. But, <laughs> but kind of funny. I don't know how necessary the scene is, but it does a good job of hammering home even more. It's like, no, it's, it's co-ed. There's no gender division at all. Like... If you're showering and yeah. pooping together, that's the last. That's pretty much the last bastion there. Uh, mm -hmm. And I don't know if, if needing licenses to reproduce implies that everyone's sterile by default or something. Maybe they are. I don't know. Like it's a. Mm. Uh, Cause that that would be possible, right? Like, like with inoculations, like give everyone a reversible whatever thing. It's like you can't have kids if we don't tell you to. Or I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure it's in the book. Uh, 
They're all sending FaceTime letters on GameCube discs. <laughs> I did write down that they were doing, they were like recording selfies of themselves. Yeah. yeah like in 1997, I was like, wow, forward thinking, good job. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not, it's still like we can, we can live face chat now, but, uh, messages are good too. That, that makes sense. They've all got bongs together and Busey plays violin. <laughs> Meanwhile, girlfriend's academy looks like she has her own room maybe even and she got a blazer and stuff so this is like the fancy people's academy yep and they're who knows maybe a week into this and she's already flying a plane she's already flying a ship like, oh, yeah, the shuttle is, or it's, or it's five fucking years into it, like, I don't even know, but, yeah, and also, I, Amy Smart is here, yeah, that was a, that was a surprise, it's like, oh, okay, cool, and then I kept wondering, like, well, why isn't she... Denise Richards, because I, I know she's a good actor. <laughs> Although, again, it's not fair because Denise Richards has been a good actor on other things before. It's not really yeah. good. Yeah. Everybody go out and watch Timmy T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> It's on my list. Excellent. Everybody else watch it too. I saw it once like 15 years ago and I haven't been able to find it. So I don't know if you, if you find it, send it to me. Alright, will do. I will spend any amount of money on getting that legitimately uh, or pirate it either way. <laughs> Big Shot's also here for some reason because people requesting transfers to stalk people is just how the military works in the future. Because <laughs> that happened to all of our characters we've been following so far. Which is only two, but still. Yeah. It's just weird. She cuts it really close to scare the captain or instructor for some reason. The ships remind me of uh, Halo, which is kind of cool. Um, they have hyperspace in this, apparently. 
don't know. Anything else on this scene? Uh, no, I just wrote down that, uh, that Denise Richards must have played a lot of Microsoft Flight Simulator as a kid, because she's apparently pretty good at being a pilot. Yeah. When did I really like the, uh, the look of their space effect in this, like, it's clearly model work, and it's... Everything's all chunky and looks durable and sort of has that Judge Dredd aesthetic. Mm -hmm. Did we ever post the Judge Dredd episode? I don't think so. I don't think that was me. Yeah, I think that was Anthony. I was having a lot of trouble with the, uh the audio, I think I finally got it edited, but then needed to do something else and never quite did. Anyway, it's got a similar big chunky plastic uh, looks durable and like it wouldn't be at all aerodynamic, but it's in space, so it's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then we go to literal laser tag. The red versus blue CTF match. Speaking of Halo. <laughs> so we find out that um, Dummy, because Dummy is apparently some sort of a gymnast, because he can jump like 10 feet in the air. Well, that's how he did the football good, right? Right, but he must have also done gymnastics and didn't tell anyone, or we didn't see those scenes, because that's a little ridiculous to be able to do that. And, like, not have anyone tell you about it beforehand. I took, took special John Woo classes and so Okay. It's like, this is the class where you flip over backwards with two guns. <laughs> the John Woo. So they decided to make him a squad leader because of his his gymnastic efforts in capturing the flag. Yeah, and cause 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 Dragonheart's the one who tells him like, hey, do that thing. Hey dumb, yeah. do that thing you can do. <laughs> <laughs> Go left and do things he's like, oh, and he goes and does And so he forgives her for the stockings. He's like, 
they have that dramatic scene in the in the locker room slash bunk where it's just sound like girl <laughs> and she knows that that means he forgives her. <laughs> like say, say you love me though <laughs> I love you <laughs> <It was> like <laughs> the most pathetic thing I've seen in a movie out of a male lead I think ever but oh yeah I actually wrote down something about that I think I wrote something like, you know, don't, don't force a girl to see that she loves you, dude. It's like, do not request, never request someone say they love you. It's a bad sign for several reasons. Yeah. Uh, so they break up. Yep. And then they go back to, to laser tag. Yep. But there's live ammunition this time. Yeah, cause that's smart. That's the thing they might as well do. Yeah, of course. So uh. they're... Yeah, go ahead. And this is where a guy who has been described as bigger and dumber than Dummy uh, with the broken arm uh, is having trouble with his helmet because helmets are complicated. Mm-hmm. And he gets shot in the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which the helmet never covered. So, <laughs> like when so they screwed really? up that mannequin, it's nowhere near where the helmet was over. So I don't know exactly why everyone hates Dummy so much. But fair enough. First use of like. Well, I guess there have been practical gore effects whenever, like, while it was happening. It's just been aftermath stuff up to this point. Um, this is where sort of the fear hoping comes in again, because it's got that 
that RoboCop spatters like so much. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, wide open. <laughs> Dummy is put on administrative punishment. Yeah. Which doesn't sound like much, but then we find out that administrative punishment means that he is tied up and uh, flogged. Yeah, it's the second, like, they mentioned flogging earlier. His dad is like, I'd rather be flogged in town square and let my son enlist or whatever. And I thought it was an expression, but apparently flogging is just a thing they do in this society. <laughs> apparently. So, so he gets all whipped up. And the Kurgan implies that he also has been whipped up in the past. And then I guess this is a newer, gentler Kurgan who just breaks people's arms when they step to them. So that's a... Uh, whatever he used to be like was crazier. Meanwhile, in space... <laughs> Denise Richards and Hot Shot are having coffee. Yep, we got a... We got a... Very... Abrupt switch in the musical tone. Because, you know, we're at boot camp and everything is all gruff and everything. And then we go back and it's Denise Richards. And it's like, oh, it's this sort of, like, flutes and things are playing all the time. You know, whatever. It's heavy out there. It, it was just, it was abrupt for me. I was like, that seemed a little bit heavy-handed as far as the choice of instrumentation and everything goes. But it was just very brief. Yeah, and, and I'm a little unclear on, like, where they are. I guess they're on their way to Jupiter, did they say earlier? I don't remember what it's where it said they were going. But apparently she decided to uh, plot a new course for where the for where they were going to be flying even though she's only been on the ship for maybe a month. So she knows better than the captain of the ship and everyone else who's higher ranking than her. Well, she knows better than that guy who's apparently their, their navigator or whatever. The, uh, the non-captain okay. ship 
Bose and Plotty Addy. I don't hmm. know what a bosun is. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but it's a good thing they have coffee because that coffee helps them know there's a T-Rex nearby because of the big <laughs> steps they take. There's an asteroid coming to uh, destroy the ship. Yeah, and apparently, like, it's an asteroid that's not that much bigger than the ship. Like, they use miniatures for both of them. But apparently, it's got a black hole in it or something. <laughs> it's got a <laughs> gravity well that's like. things where I don't pay attention to the science, Ben, but I did. It's it's so heavy, it's moving the coffee like it's got earth gravity, but then it's like 300 feet across or something. I don't know. (laughs) It's like, um, what the hell was his name? I completely forgot his name. The the guy from Dragon Ball Z who had his own planet where people go after they die. The hell is oh, it's name? like super dense and no one falls off. Yeah, it's, maybe it's like that. Shit, yeah. what was his name? That's gonna bother me until I figure that out. I don't remember, but I remember the visual. I liked that idea a lot of, like, the the planet the size of half a city block, where it's kind of just, you can see his house from space. Yeah. King Kai. That's what it was. King Kai. Because I could remember all the other characters on that planet. It's like there was Bubbles and the Monkey, there was Gregory the Cricket, and then it was like, who the hell was the guy who actually could oh, wow. train people? Right. I can't yeah, remember no, any I... characters from that entire show except for, uh... Most of my memory from that show stems from watching Dragon Ball Z Abridged on YouTube. <laughs> Although I do want to watch that series again. Raditz and Vegeta and Goku, because they're on extra vegetables, but that's, those don't. I, <laughs> I remember. Well, I mean, there's also, I mean, Gohan is Japanese for rice, so there's that. Okay. Uh, most most of the characters in that show are named after food. Cause there's like I don't remember. There are there are a whole bunch of other characters and 
Nearly all of them are named after food in some manner. I did not know that. Yeah. And then, of course, there's a character named Mr. Satan, which... Let's take from that what he will. He's the strongest... He's the strongest human, which makes him, like, the 900th strongest character in the series. Bummer. Yeah. But humans are best. If there's gonna be life on this planet, it has to be human life. <laughs> or whatever the fascists say in this movie. <laughs> right, we're talking about Starship Troopers, sorry. So they got to this rock. Yes. Because they have to break the glass to steer, because normally the ship's like, don't steer me. Uh, they, they bust off a bridge or something. Or no, they bust off a communication tower, turns out. Mm -hmm. So they can't warn the Earth that there's a slow-moving rock drifting <laughs> gently towards it. Because again, this is one of those things where, like, if you're shooting a rock from across the galaxy, it has to be going so much faster than that, they won't be able to see it. But whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Dummy's quitting. <laughs> quitting what? Quitting school. Quitting a soldier school. Yeah. Because he was like... Because they were like, Hey, you can quit or we'll flog you. And he's so dumb he gets flogged and then quits. <laughs> I think it's because he thought you quit and flog instead of quit or flog. Maybe he misunderstood. He didn't understand the simple two-part directions. Yeah, because he's <laughs> that dumb. Yeah, he's like, okay, you can quit or we can flog you. Okay. So, so then... Dummy calls his parents and he's gonna go home, but they're like, wait, hold on, there's a giant asteroid above, and it cuts off, he's like, <laughs> okay, mom and dad, and he's gonna This must have been weather. Must be raining. <laughs> And then four seconds later, we find out that the entire city of Buenos Aires was, was destroyed. Yeah, and like, like... Nine million people died. 
Like, is it a future where there's often jet black clouds, or was that just a really alarming thing he didn't pay any attention to? Because, like, because it rains now. And if I'm on FaceTime with, like, my parents and suddenly it gets blotted out by the sun, I'm going to be like, wait, hold on. Let's call back and make sure that wasn't a thing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, not asteroid, but something. If you leave, it means you can't handle it. It's like, I can't handle it. And that's <laughs> the back and forth there. And then war were declared. Yeah, and they Sorry. use footage of the California fires here. Oh, um, God. That's, that's what that footage is we're showing. Oh, jeez. Like, Buenos Aires, after being destroyed by a mound from the sky, or a standard summer in California, <laughs> depending on... <laughs> it's kind of a fun fact, being that we're from there. Yeah, I didn't know that. But yes. It's, uh, it's like we already have apocalypse footage. It's called California. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it hit the all-white Buenos Aires's uh, all of their hometown. So every character so far, except for, uh, actually every character so far, huh? Except for, like, the Kurgan and some of the military guys, uh, is now yeah. orphaned and only has the military as their family. Pretty much, yeah. So Dummy decides to re-enlist, even though... He can't because he apparently signed the, the forms that said that he left. But then, of course, uh, Clancy Brown's like, is that your signature? And Dummy's like, Slams it around, like, doesn't look like it to me. Tears it up. This is like, I'm trying to help you, dummy. You're supposed to say no, dummy. <laughs> what is? He's <laughs> like, okay, now I didn't tear this up for him. <laughs> 
you want to call me big and strong, dummy? Yeah. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> Say I love the characterization we're giving for Casper and Dean's character. It would have been a better movie. <laughs> it really would have. <laughs> um, the, just this character is not named Thud. I'm just saying. <laughs> This is another one of those excellent propaganda reels. Like the only good bug is a dead bug. Like just a dead and golden retriever for as long as possible. Cause no one cares about the people. <laughs> I think this is the one all the kids are doing their part, but just standing around the corner and stomping on cockroaches. <laughs> yeah, and I think, oh, this is where we see Neil Patrick Harris again. Cause oh, yeah, he's, he's shooting through a, uh, a cage at one. He's, right. teach, he's teaching people how to kill a bug as quickly as possible. Yeah. Because he's like, if you shoot him in the arm, they can still, uh, they still operate at like 86% of their maximum killing potential. But if you shoot him here, and then he just shoots him, they instantly die. Of course, uh, no one pays attention to when the actual move, when the actual fighting begins. Well, also, I feel like that's but, the propaganda. It's like that doesn't work. Oh, yeah, too. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know if that's the, the movie for. I, like I don't think it's the movie for God. I think it's the. They're making it look like it'll oh, be yeah. fun to go kill these bugs. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That makes more sense, actually. I shouldn't. I should know not to take any of the propaganda videos uh, like seriously at all. No, no I mean, I just it's like they, 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 they do don't apply to the real world. They both forget yeah. things that don't matter and <laughs> uh, do clever subversions, <laughs> so it's so hard to tell which one's which yeah. sometimes. And like, oh, wait yeah. a sec, that, that wasn't a clever take, you guys just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it does happen several times, but yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, this is the this is the part where the kid uh, the kids stomping on the bugs because they wrote that down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's 
so Hibs also apparently doing really well for himself because it's already on TV after like mm-hmm. however many weeks. <laughs> I'm gonna guess about six weeks. Yeah, however long boot camp is. Uh, he runs into his old girlfriend in, in, in space base. Mm-hmm. And he's still mad. She's like, why are you mad? I dumped you so I could sleep with hot shots. She's like, is that not okay? She's like, no. He's like, why not? And he swears he pees and runs away. (laughs) (laughs) Should we tell him what actually happens or just leave that? Yeah, tell him what actually happens. I don't remember. That's what my note says. It's just like, he's I mean, so <laughs> mad. Because <laughs> all I is, I mean, all I wrote down is that, you know, they they're, they run into each other. Uh, she's apparently already a lieutenant. Uh, he's obviously still whatever private he is. And then the other guy comes by and then they start fighting. <laughs> oh yeah, and he even says like, rank doesn't matter, do you hear me everyone? Rank doesn't matter, he gets his ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> although not really. He, he, for some reason, uh, dummy lets him, he just puts him on a table and it's in the stomach for like a while, <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and after they get pulled apart, then all the infantry people get tattoos. Yeah, which apparently say death from above, but I had to look three times because to me it just said death in a triangle. <laughs> and also, like, I. So they spent who knows how much money on this this spaceship and everything being all steel and then like a laser effect to do the tattoo because it's too far in the future for there to be tattoo artists. Mm-hmm. And then it's clearly like a, a robot tattoo. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's textured and everything. Like... Like, take some of your making a tattoo laser CGI effect budget and get a better looking fake tattoo. <laughs> uh, oh well. Also, that you get the impression those tattoos are going to come back into play at some point. They definitely don't. 
<laughs> yeah. It's like they make this big deal out of it for the scene. It's like that was that was how the scene started. It's like, hey man, we still get tattoos and then all that stuff happens with the fight and then they're like, let's go get tattoos and then they show like a bunch of them like they all have the same tattoo. They Yeah, but they make sure the camera's Yeah, they make sure it zooms in close enough that I can tell it's a plastic tattoo <laughs> even like <laughs> and then it doesn't matter. Yeah, like I'm expecting they're gonna they're gonna be checking a body at some point. Well, I can't believe Rico's dead and it's like, wait a sec, Rico had a tattoo. This headless carcass doesn't. He's alive or something like that. But that's yeah. not even <laughs> <it's> no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Here's that Robocopy song that I love so much. Yeah. It's called Clendathid Drop. I've had it on my iPhone since way before I was going to watch this movie again. Uh, <laughs> I legitimately like it a lot. Yeah, it's a, it's a great, uh, great, yeah. Theme that comes back several other times, and it's just—it always feels like it's great. Like you said, it builds upon itself. It always feels like it's getting—we're getting a tense moment. Like obviously, what's happening here is they're getting deployed to uh, to the planet to. Kick some bug ass. Yeah. I don't actually, I don't actually know if the bugs have asses, but back end. Okay. Um, it's just a nice looking drop. They got this big chunky ships again. Everything looks super bulletproof and super non aerodynamic. Doing <laughs> uh, a shit ton of photon torpedoes from the surface. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and for some reason, they think they're going to be random and light. Are the words, um, which like the entire reason they're here is because they managed to shoot a rock across the galaxy and hit South America. So I don't know why they think that. Uh, like that's that's a big. Because they also have some of the, the science drills later on, like, half the people think there must be a smart bug, and half the people think the bugs can't be smart. It's like, isn't the entire reason you knew about them because they can do 
like astrophysics with rocks. <laughs> like, what is the? That's <laughs> very weird. Well, that was the 23rd century Tucker Carlson who was arguing against the possibility that the bugs had intelligence, so, you know. True, but that was it. I guess there's a lot of obvious things conservatives don't believe in now, too. But it's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say, like, but it's it's the entire premise. It's so obvious, like, well, that's... No, that doesn't matter to them. <laughs> so never mind. <laughs> Fair enough. No, it does not. <laughs> uh, but it hits, hits girlfriendship, or ex-girlfriendship. Starts tearing up their cruisers really easily. Because apparently whatever they're shooting up is just way better than whatever armor the ships have. Because <laughs> we're still using bullets. Like, the fuck? Yeah, I mean, bullets are, if they're much faster bolts or something, are still super effective. It's just like... But they were using laser rifles earlier in Boudia. Like, why do they not have more red laser rifles? Well, you got actually, actually, I read a paper on this one time. It was about, like, mass effect and why they use bullets. Mm-hmm. But the... the uh, the, uh, a railgun type of thing. They use magnets to propel... Even just really small shards, like you wouldn't even need bolts, you would need like some kind of just a block of like salt that it knocks, you know, grains off of or something, but that it would be, take a lot less energy for equal impact energy uh, if you're just throwing magnetized particles than trying to generate uh, light cohesive enough to actually it was basically just a takedown of like why lasers energy wise wouldn't actually be as effective as projectiles with technology you don't have yet okay uh, and I don't remember if it was overturned or like uh, someone else wrote about it <laughs> smarter that said it was wrong, but I know it was a belief someone held strongly. <laughs> Alright, that's fair. So why the fuck don't they have more lasers? Yeah, lasers are cool. It's the 23rd century. Everyone should have lasers. Yeah, why not not have lasers? Them chainsaw guns from, uh, Gears of War. Like, if you're gonna go nuts, go super nuts. 
And because I always played Zerg, I found it very satisfying. <laughs> like, sorry, you got rushed. Sucks to suck. <laughs> like... list doesn't say like 400,000 or something. I don't remember. It might have been. I meant to go back and double check that, but I thought it was, I thought that 100,000 dead an hour was like the sanitized. It's not going that bad. <laughs> it probably was. This is where we have, there's where they have the scene with, uh, with 23rd century Tucker Carlson arguing that the bugs can't possibly be intelligent. Yeah, and, and also, like, Dummy gets killed by them, but he doesn't actually. But yeah. The scene before ends with, I think he's dead. Mm-hmm. And it never goes into how he's not. <laughs> but it does. Uh, oh, it has that, that moment where the the current admiral, like, resigns publicly. <laughs> they don't execute him, which I thought they would. But <laughs> he, like, resigns. Another one steps up immediately. <laughs> Keep on doing the work. Like it's, <laughs> it's a very, uh, a very familiar sort of like, don't worry, we're fixing it. Get rid of him, <laughs> put her in, do the same thing. Like it was. <laughs> scientists or one Tasha scientist and one punted mm -hmm. uh, girlfriend is still okay somehow even the last we saw her bridge was blowing up <laughs> it's not the last time that'll happen don't worry yeah, she's maybe just not a very good pilot, but I think under pressure, maybe she's not such a good pilot. It's like, man, you crash a lot. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> uh, 
the dummy got killed, but he didn't. He's actually just underwater. Mm-hmm. I thought it was. Oh, I thought it was in another back to tank. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just in one of those. <laughs> okay. And they're stitching his leg together, even though like to find out that he got killed, she walks over conservatively like what three hundred billion injured soldiers <laughs> to, to get in the <laughs> like they're just lying in all the hallways with their like legs off and then for some reason Dummy gets his own room full of back to like <laughs> It's just seems efficient. There's another scene that comes up later that I have a that there's I have a bit of a beef with regarding that same sort of special Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed, we'll get to it. <laughs> Although this is, this is, keep in mind, the, the same world where, uh, at the, at the end of the boot camp scene, the entire world's going to war. Holy shit, the city got wiped out. Military all over the world is globalizing or is mobilizing, but yeah, we will take two of our higher ups <laughs> to talk to Dummy about whether or not he wants to have quit. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like I feel like they should be running to go do things. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, it's incurred dummy and terrapist sheet. Like, that's not, that's not what I would spend time doing. Uh, he's very overly a mean character. <laughs> yeah. Friends come to laugh at his death now, so which is kind of fun. Like, I like his friends actually. Like, it seems like they get along pretty well. Like, hey, you're dead. Yeah, they're they're all very happy. About it, even though other friend, who I guess didn't get tattoos with, or did he? The guy who ran it, the arm and the leg guy, was he one of the tattooed ones? I don't remember. The only ones... I know that there were more than two, but the only two that I remember getting them were Dummy and Jake Busey, but I'm sure there were others who yeah. also got it. And, and Dragonheart. 
another only four to start with. And I yeah. thought one of them, maybe it wasn't him, but was one of their friends just got killed, but they're, they're having a great home time. <laughs> so it's... Yep. <laughs> and uh, because of this spectacular failure, they are recruited into an elite group of infantry that I forget if they're called the Roughnecks or the Rough Riders or something, but uh, yeah, some of them are because the because Ironside's name is an R, and then Rico's name is an R. Yeah, so it's it's Rackshirts Rough Riders or Rackshirts Roughnecks or something. Yeah, something like that. But, uh, yeah. Because they fail upwards all the time. <laughs> it's like, hey, wait to lose so instantly. Do you want to be in an elite <laughs> So many times. But I guess, so it's new stretch, right? Because now they're, they're going in with air support and then sending in troops after air support to mop up which seems like it would have been a good thing to do from the start all the time yeah although you get the feeling like Population calling is a big part of why they do this in the first place. <laughs> anyway, so their new plan is to use air bombardment first, seems a lot smarter. Airplanes burn up a lot of bugs, and our main cast walk in <laughs> with, with Commander Ironsides, who's. Uh, oh! know what his career trajectory is I guess he's like holy shit a war and like stopped teaching and just went back to it <laughs> uh, I get the feeling like a couple characters from the book might have been combined here but that's fine <laughs> I mean it's fine cause it's iron sides it, otherwise I'd be objective to it. Like, why even? You know what? It's fine. Hello. Hello, More More Ironsides is always acceptable. Yeah. Also, I guess it's Ironside, not iron, Ironsides, but I'm gonna fuck that up every time. <laughs> find a tunnel, they bazooka nuke into it, it seems very effective. Uh, don't know why they didn't do this all the time. Um, so, okay, now, 
I, I know I try not to think too much about the science behind this. Yeah. But they say, I mean, is it actually a nuke that they're shooting in there? I think or is so. it just... Okay. So do they not have to worry about, like, nuclear fallout? Because they're pretty close to these explosions. Yeah. Maybe, th maybe that's why they're all sterile. It's because they have to keep shooting these nukes at people. And they have to get a license in order to, get <laughs> in order to have children. Or maybe it's just that expendable. <laughs> like... Probably that, but I'm gonna go with my other idea. I don't know, I don't know how nukes work in general, actually. Like, I, I know the only two that were ever used in history against human targets, both times by the U.S., go us. Trade secret, we're the bad guys. Anyway, <laughs> there's <laughs> But, like, those were really early bombs, and they're really dirty bombs, I think, even compared with. Like, I don't know how much fallout there is with a supposedly clean nuke. I don't know how nukes work. Okay. Uh, that might be a really good point, but also there might be a really good explanation. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I was just curious because it just seemed like if they're if they're using actual nukes, I mean, yes, if technology had advanced to the point where bombs could be made much cleaner, as far as not causing a lot of fallout, then fine. But as far as I know, I'm. Pretty sure most of the nukes that were created now weren't they created like in the 60s and 70s or earlier? So it's not like they're that much cleaner than I'm sure they were back in the 40s. I don't know, because they also swap them out every once in a while. Oh. Like, we keep building up nuclear waste from uh, power plants and from this bomb is 30 years old. Better get a fresh one. <laughs> what are we going to use that money for? Schools? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
that's putting it lightly. But yeah, yeah. Oh well. Uh, yeah. I guess I guess technology is advanced to the point where they don't have to worry as much about nuclear fallout when they use a nuke that's a few hundred feet away from where the people are standing. Yeah, or so if someone gets all cancerous, they just put them in a big blue tank and wait. Mm. That's true. It, it, right, so the nuke seems pretty effective, the air support seems pretty effective. Come to think of it, everything seems pretty exact, effective except the machine guns. <laughs> I've been noticing, like, these yeah. things aren't actually very hard to kill, they're just very hard to shoot to death with automatic rifles. <laughs> which they proved just shortly afterwards because there's a very large bug that appears and they try to kill it with their guns and they can't. Yeah, now is this the same kind that shoots the missiles into the air or is this like a different flamethrower specific big ol' I I have no idea. I'm guessing it's specific. Because there are a lot more different types of bugs than was initially thought. Obviously, there was just the, the generic bug was the only one that they thought of. And then there was the photon torpedo one and then there's this one that shoots flames and there's a flying one and there are other ones also that come about oh yeah uh, flying one I forgot about yeah they showed up in like two scenes and then never again yeah the, like the grasshopper looking ones yeah but, so there's all those, I guess, I guess this one's, I guess this one has its own just flamethrower powers, I guess. It's like a dragon bug, or it's yeah. flame slash acid, kind of hard to tell, both mm -hmm. maybe, uh, but it melts off. Melts off a new lady's arm. Mm -hmm. uh, so, dummy goes to ride it. He jumps on his back, he shoots a hatch in it, and he throws a grenade in and blow ups it. Mm -hmm. Gets promoted by. But Professor Ironside's like, good job jumping on the back of that bug. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was playing ball. I scored touchdown. Grenade also football. 
a difference. There is a difference between violins and fiddles. Although I have no idea if he's playing a space violin or a space fiddle. Um, and I mean, cons considering the song they're playing, I'm going to guess a space fiddle. Okay. But he's playing space violin before in the in the dorms, right? I mean, it might have been the uh -huh. same one. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Dragonheart's like, hey, do you want to dance? James like, no, I'll kill you. I'll have you killed. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> just super mean for no reason. <laughs> like threatening to pull rank or something, it's way over the top. <laughs> I, I don't... <laughs> no, you'll try to touch me. <laughs> You're a girl. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, then... Unfortunately, Ironsides comes in and he's like, Listen, I order you to go hang out with your friend because you're a dick. relationship that all these characters have. So they're both like high scores from his class, right? And he's like, listen, yeah, this, this girl is throwing it at you and has been for like 18 years. Just go <laughs> dance with your friend. <laughs> I'm Ironside, I know what's going on. <laughs> so, because they have an order to, they go and have weird sex on egg crates, and it's very awkward. <laughs> 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 And then, so I guess they don't have fraternization rules here, because this is fine, but he's your commanding officer. And then Ironsides is kind of a bro. <laughs> because what happens is going to be like he comes in, uh, it comes in and says that they're, like, they have to mobilize and be ready in ten minutes or something. Uh, and then he's, he's 
says, Who's with you? Diana. Dizzy reveals herself and he's like, Make it 20 minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. You kids fuck, but you gotta get going. <laughs> yeah. Very strange. <laughs> because he was their high school teacher not a year ago. Yeah, I mean, it's... I know some creepy-ass high school teachers. A high school teacher wanting two of their students who like each other hook up with each other is low-level creepy for a high school teacher, <laughs> I think. Uh, <laughs> like, if he was trying to hook one of them, and I've seen and met teachers like that. Creepy. If he's like, you two are good for each other. It's inappropriate, not creepy, creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him a pass on that one. <laughs> Also, because Michael Ironside's not going to tell me he's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to live. He's fine. <laughs> Whatever he's doing is right. <laughs> Next morning. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, I was going to say, I think this is where they go to um, the extremely creatively named Planet P. Because <laughs> they wanted because <laughs> they wanted to check on a bunker that they haven't heard from in a while. Well, because they get a distress call. Right, um, because but they don't let us hear the distress call, which I kind of wish they would, because it winds up being a plot point in like 30 seconds. <laughs> uh, so there's the distress call, they're in canyons. It seems like Ironside Death this guy killed on purpose, but I can't tell. Oh, yeah, because he's like, something's moving up there. Hey, go up there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he was trying to... I thought that he was was trying to... um, He was trying to get in contact with the base. He was trying to establish a... uh, Connection, so I could actually he, talk to them. But I oh, guess he, de- he definitely was. But they oh, okay. just some of the camera work they pull over 
earlier, it looks like Ironside sees that something's moving up there. Mm. But I can't tell if that's actually what they're doing, or if they're doing that thing where, like, the audience knows, but he doesn't. Okay. You know? I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, But from the way it looked the first time I saw it, it's like, he just be like, hey, there's bugs up there. Watch this. radio guy up to higher ground to try to get a signal. Guy gets kidnapped by a <laughs> grasshopper. <laughs> and Ironside's like, I can't hit that grasshopper, I'll shoot the kid. <laughs> he was doomed anyway. Yeah, cause I guess he he wanted to spare him with the pain of being stabbed three more times in the heart, so he just shoots him in the heart. We're like <laughs> Alright, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> It's not, these are not like, these things don't eat people alive or anything, he's just gonna stab him to death in a couple more seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe they did need them still alive. It comes up later, don't get me wrong. Just everything yeah. we've seen so far is like... I know. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't want to die from getting impaled. Please, someone riddle me with bullets. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Uh, <laughs> I'm not like a doctor, but... <laughs> That's the same thing. <laughs> Just slightly different implements. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. Just doesn't look as cool. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, so they find the outpost, but everyone's all tore up. Oh, and then uh, Dummy fails upwards again. <laughs> He's like, well, I got my radio guy killed. Do you want to put my next guy I could kill? He's like, yes, sir. <laughs> so <it's laughs> Everyone's torn up in the outposts. Uh, they find out some of the guys had their brains sucked out. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's a guy hiding in a closet. Uh, Otacon, I think, is, is what I called him. Oh. Did you ever play that game? 
that Metal Gear Solid? Yeah, Otacon was the guy who was hiding in the, the closet. Oh, I did not know that. I, From I haven't like, played... I haven't played any of adventures, but, but interesting. Huh. It's, they're ridiculous games. I stand by Solid, the first one that's like... 15 years old at this point, you might like. Actually, you might like them all, but they get sillier and sillier. I do own two of them. I have the first one and the last one. <laughs> so, I think the first one is legitimately good story and a good game. Mm. I think the last one you get like an inflatable balloon decoy for yourself <laughs> and it's probably amazing. But uh, Hideo Kojima has been going steadily crazy for like 20 years. <laughs> so it's sort of just so I've heard, yeah. Yeah. There's also like a character, like random only female character who has to nake the whole time because you breathe through her yeah, skin. Yeah, I heard about I heard about that, yeah. It's 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 not good. <laughs> but it might be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but the first one was actually pretty relatively down to earth. I mean, there's still like a telekinetic character and shit, but it was like cool, you know? It was yeah. spooky and weird. Yeah. Once so I had the brain sucked out, Otacons in, <laughs> in the closet. It's really funny because when he spills out, he's all like filthy and raving, and everyone just stands mm. attention and salutes because it's rank. <laughs> and apparently, the stress call is puppeteered because one of those guys whose brain got sucked out was the guy who made the stress call. Which means they can make zombies, which would be a lot more interesting if we ever saw it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then they get swarmed. Yeah. This is this is that one scene. <laughs> um, where they, they 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 CGI enough bugs that it does look like they're completely fucked, which is kind of fun. <laughs> Why the bugs didn't tear the walls down before they got there, I don't know. It's uh. I don't know. They're they're trying to show their intelligence. 
that being able to lure more humans into a trap? Yeah, but they could also put a bunch of holes in it because they came in through the ground. But they they just pile up on the walls and die this time. <laughs> Also, I love that Ironsides was really about to execute the general because he asked him to before <laughs> Tommy stops him. He's like, it's not going to get better. He might as well just kill me. I was like, alright. <laughs> that was pretty good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, General dies five seconds later. He wakes, gets fall by a f- or crushed by a falling grasshopper. <laughs> what else? What else? They, they, they shoot. It's a Dawn of the Dead scene. They just shoot into this crowd for like, what, three, four minutes? For, for a long time while they're waiting for uh, a crazy pilot to come rescue them. Boy, I wonder who that would possibly be. Who would be crazy enough to rescue eight, uh, I almost called them Marines, infantry. Uh, who are surrounded by thousands of bugs. Yeah, because... They act like the problem isn't just there are so many bugs nearby, it's dangerous. They act like the problem is landing in the courtyard, which is huge. So, like, he was one of those... Dialogue didn't quite match the set things. Like, who'd be crazy enough to try to land a dropship in the courtyard? Like, well, it's five times the space that they normally have. <laughs> yeah. And you saw the big blocky dropship design. I think that the CGI looks really good for being from 1997 here. Yeah, definitely. Because they, I, I mean, they give themselves a lot of wiggle room because they're animating only rigid objects because they're crustaceans or arachnids or whatever. Um, but it still looks really good. Yeah. Like, it's sort of how that CGI from back then can look pretty good if it's vehicles or, like, distant rocks or, uh, <laughs> crystals, but not most other things. Also, apparently, works really well with giant bugs. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Flamethrower bug again. <laughs> Underground bug, like, alien antlion. 
eats Ironside's legs. And he asks Dummy to kill him because, as we know from earlier, when when uh, Dummy met that other Marine, you can totally survive this injury and keep on <laughs> serving for decades. <laughs> It's like, no, I don't want to be in blue water. God, I'd rather die than have all my friends see me in my underwear. Rico, Rico, don't put me in the green tank, Rico. It's like, oh, all right. fucking skateboard. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> threw her 
and the person dummy does like, I'll save you, and pulls it and all her blood out. Like, <laughs> himself a little bit here cause, cause Big Shot's the guy who comes out and gets between some of the Marines and the boats he's like shooting Mm-mm. so it's like like he's at least he's at least not a coward there's that yeah like like you know, like, that's, that's character development. It's something. I mean, it's like, the first time we've seen him in, like, 30 minutes, so that's good. Yeah, it's the first time we've seen him not actively being a douche. That too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Flame through a bag, tags the ship, but apparently it's fine. <laughs> Dragonheart dies, but says it's okay because they sexed. <laughs> That's like. <laughs> like, Diz, you're the best character. Think more highly of yourself. <laughs> This is not. <laughs> a rushed 20 minute fuck with Capture Von Dean is not the best your life was gonna get. Like, <laughs> do you remember the exact line? I didn't write the exact line down, but it was like on the nose that's the like it's okay because I got to be with you or have you or something weird it's like that I, that was, I didn't write it down yeah 
that was this morning for 16 minutes. <laughs> like, that's not... <laughs> what is wrong with you? Like, you're 19. Your whole life would have been ahead of you. Yeah. That was not gonna be the best moment of your life. And also, no way was that, even if you had a crush on this guy your whole life, no way was that everything you imagined. Cause it was a rushed 19-minute, like, weird eggshell crate fucking attempt. <laughs> You can do better. Dragon Heart, you can do better. <laughs> so she's like, It's okay that I'm dying, at least I'm not a virgin. <laughs> Nerds just cough a bunch of blood and kiss and dies. <laughs> really? Dumb last words, and I hate it. <laughs> well, it's just because she was the best character, I think she deserves better. Like, yeah. kill Dummy that way, fine. It's like, <laughs> it's okay, because at least someone touched my dick. <laughs> but, like,. I don't think she would think that, honestly. <laughs> so they give her a Viking funeral. Yes, then she gets, like... She gets Wrath of Khan-ass funeral <laughs> in, like, a talking bay. Even though there's 200 quadrillion people dead, that like... Yeah, like, the, the base on that planet was just littered with hundreds of bodies. There are, like, dozens of dead bodies on the ship, and they're like, <laughs> she gets a coffin, and he gets to say goodbye, and then she gets shot out into space. <laughs> Although, in, in fairness, I'll give it this. We don't know that this wasn't like the 37th out of 200 funerals that day they were just all having to be respectful for. I was actually... I did actually think about that, and I wondered how my where my mind went to with that was. I wonder how much it costs them to do that. Well, I mean, it's you put a box and throw it to space. It's not like they're getting burial detail or anything. I know, but like, how much do those boxes cost? Like, they can't just, they're not like, they didn't look like cardboard to me, or like plywood. Not true. Um, I bet they're not like valuable components, but fair enough. Hmm. 
I mean, if they have to do, you know, I mean, if they have to do thousands upon thousands of them every day, shit's gotta get expensive after a while. That's true. You just like wrap them in a coat and throw out the window or something. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But also, like, because was she the only one who made it? Like the only corpse that made it back, and everyone else was dead on the ground or something, maybe? But that's still weird. Like, like, okay, this one dead friend represents all 800 dead friends, okay? <laughs> everyone just gets one. <laughs> You gotta act real sad about this person you didn't know, cause pretend it's also your friend. Like that's it's just very weird. Yeah. Um although again, same world as as all the other no way to have as much time or resources for the main <laughs> character stuff. Yeah. Very truncated reunion between girlfriend and dummy. She's like, hey, so your friend's dead. What's up? I'm here. <laughs> and then NPH is also there. Yep. And he decides to promote dummy. And he's full Gestapo at this point. <laughs> like, it's... Like, there... It wasn't subtle. It's now still not subtle. <laughs> like, that's uh, Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, listen, there are brain bugs. We're gonna catch one. You want, do you want to be in charge of everything, dummy? <laughs> and he's like, what? He's like, good. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so I guess they're, they're heading back. Now there's a whole shitload of new recruits, and now Dummy's like, oh, who are these kids? It's like, you've been in the military for a year. <laughs> Although they, they actually cast more age-appropriate high schoolers for the, the new recruits. Yeah, but still, like, it's like, yeah, but it seemed like a, it, it was a, I get it, it's the satire, it's like, the guy's 19, and he's like, who are these kids? It's like, they're a year younger than you. <laughs> oh, it's also the, like, like, we're the old men now. We just, like, like, spoken like a tough one. And he's like, yeah, you are. Because everyone 
dies, and this is not awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's great? No one's surviving. That's not good. That's not that cool, you guys. Uh, gives the same line that Ironsides gave for like, listen, I'll kill you too. Everything will kill you. That's the end. for the torpedo box to shoot into again. Uh, cause like, fucking, <laughs> you ever play that game Battleship? Yeah. Like, you know what's a bad idea is when you have everyone right next to each other so you can hit them all at once and win? Well, that explains why I never won a game. No. I'm sorry. Hmm. What is there? I know what to do next time. They're in as tightly packed a cluster as possible so the torpedoes can take out the most of them possible, and it does. And that's just what's gonna happen. <laughs> uh, girlfriend's ship gets chopped in half because of course it does. <laughs> cool model work, though. Mm -hmm. I love this cut and half shit with all the decks and stuff. Yeah. Uh, also reminds me of Halo. Just all the human shits remind me of Halo. That's nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, Captain gets chopped in half by closing door because yeah. OSHA doesn't exist in this future. <laughs> That was a, a rather unceremonious death for her. I mean, she was... It was a cool burial, but... Yeah, but it's like, oh, she just died by getting chopped half by a door. Yeah. That just kind of sucks. Just by the... the, the with the fire alarm hatch, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So they get into, like, it's an escape pod or a little ship or something. It doesn't look like an escape pod because it, like, has its own... It's like a minivan <laughs> that... <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. It's just a small ship, but uh, mm-hmm. they 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 get into it, and it it girlfriend big shot escaping a Potter shell or something. Um, she immediately crashes the ship because that's what she does. <laughs> uh, pumped through mountain and wind up underground. Seems like a bad plan at all, but what am I? Strategist? I don't know. <laughs> and and Domi hears them on the radio. It's like, well, we can go save them now. They've crashed again. <laughs> and PC has to be like, they died. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Which was. Also, just. just He's not a big character, but like Busey's been so solid this entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, he had that one scene at the beginning where he's gonna get introduced like this rival type jerk. Mm-hmm. And then from then on he's just like the best friend anyone could want. <laughs> <laughs> It's really weird. Like, I like it, but it's... Wait, you were such a dick for five seconds. What's going on? I I don't know, but... Yeah, he's consistently one of the best characters in the game. (laughs) In the, the movie. For sure. <laughs> he was even f- when he had the violin and uh, Dragonheart and Dumbo were dancing, he was like getting really close to starting to play romantic music <laughs> at them. <laughs> like, yeah, I think it's too late whether you like it or not. <laughs> like. <laughs> He's the best friend. <laughs> he really is. Uh, anyway, so he's the one who has to tell him that, uh, that the fact that underground and all you hear over the radio is screaming means she's dead, bro. Sorry. <laughs> but they actually both just got impaled. They're not dead for some reason, because as the guy says, they want us alive again for some reason. Mm-hmm. Never explained. Never extended to anyone else. <laughs> It's true. Maybe he was, maybe he was psychic also, but they just never explained it. 
I feel like I would have mentioned that though, because they're, they're pretty good at, at Signing these things first. Road signing? Signposting these things first. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just theorizing. Spitballing out loud. Fair enough. But you know who is suddenly a little psychic is Dummy. Because he can tell that she's still alive somehow. Mm -hmm. But that's not their orders. So he can only take volunteers. So every character left whose name we know goes from him. Mm -hmm. And then they meet... Well, the, the, the... Ex-girlfriend and, and Big Shot meet the brain bug that looks like a brain. <laughs> alright. <laughs> it's a brain with a vagina and a lot of eyes. <laughs> It's always puking, and it sounds like a like a fourth grader admitted it, and it's rad, and I mean that. <laughs> I unironically love it. The design feature was what if a brain. Give it a vagina, give it so fucking many eyes, more goo, more slime, more goo. <laughs> it's the worst and best thing. And it's got like a mosquito hook used people's brains out because whatever <laughs> and we get our one requisite swear of this movie because I believe it was PG-13 somehow uh, that should not have been <laughs> no <laughs> but they get their one, they get the, you're allowed one fuck per PG-13 movie. And that's where it came in. I don't remember the exact line, but Big Shot says something about the bugs not, we're not fucking around or something. I don't remember what he says, but... Then he, he gets the one, and then he gets uh, he gets the brain sucked out. Yeah, which which save 
PG-13. <laughs> yeah. It's Tom's goal impaled. His switch mouth like a latex. His face they can deflate it while his brain's getting sucked out. <laughs> There's a giant mosquito proboscis on top of his head. Save for PG-13. <laughs> Your seventh grader can watch this film and watch a man's head deflate as his brain is sucked out. You know, there's way more controversy about the shower scene. Oh yeah, no, definitely. It's fucking culture. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Pokes Big Shot's brain, suck it out. And he goes, Mmm, brain! <laughs> and, <laughs> or should have. Um, <laughs> I really wish this one could talk. It would make perfect sense if it could talk. It really would. You pull like the. The Jeremy Irons from uh, Time Machine thing, where like, oh, this one's so smart, I can talk in Jeremy Irons. Like, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> they did not. Yeah. Oh, but you know what it looks like? It's a cerebrid from StarCraft. Kind of. Not really, they mostly look like mealworms, but it's close. Take your word for it. They're the... When you play the Zerg in StarCraft, that's what you are one of. Oh, okay. You, you control these bugs, but you're this big sort of... Broad into the ground brain thing, and if... if the enemy troops get through and kill you, then the bugs can't think anymore. The Zerg. Then you serve the Overmind, which doesn't have a physical body, except then it manifests one. That's a big part of the plot. If you haven't played that game, I think you might like it. There's cheat codes, so it's, if it gets all frustrating, you can just sort of blow through and look at the plot. But I haven't because I'm I'm complete ass at uh, RTS games. Well, I have two cheat codes that'll make you invincible. Okay. Uh, so, if you're curious, it's pretty fun. I think it's free now, actually. But, power overwhelming, enter, power overwhelming, enter, makes you invisible. Operation Seawall, as in can't wait any longer, makes everything build instantly. And, uh, 
there's an infinite resources one, but I don't know what it's called. But it's probably on game facts and internet somewhere. I'm mostly telling our listeners at this point, but um, if you like StarCraft but can't beat it, power overwhelming is the code that makes your guys invincible. Doesn't make them stronger, so this will take a long time to kill things, but they will never fall. Hmm. Uh, unless there's that one move that automatically kills them to spawn two broodlings, but that really never happens. Also, your buildings are invincible. Ooh, very cool. I assume, having never played it. There's also, there's also one that takes the Vogue Pool away, I forget which one that one is. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> now that you've seen Starship Troopers, you'll recognize a lot of the inspiration for that game. <laughs> uh, pull, pull Brain out. Ex-girlfriend cuts its its proboscis off with a combat knife. Because mm-hmm. we need those to be relevant for a second. Yeah, of course. Um, even though it buys for like two seconds because then all the bugs are just going to kill her. But then Dummy comes in with the nuke. <laughs> He's like, I've got a nuke. (laughs) (laughs) I have a ball. (laughs) I'm gonna touch down. (laughs) Have football. (laughs) Brain's like, oh god. Like, no doubt tries. You were the receiver, <laughs> quarterback. Brain, brain hits him with a psychic attack, but for some reason it's immune. There's nothing there. <laughs> so <laughs> God. <laughs> That's the sort of plot twist I want. Like, Brain bug is psychic and can make people zombies in 50 feet, but not her dummy hero. (laughs) It's just like. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Just. Slide through. I immediately had two references pop up into my mind when you said that. One was brain psychic. It was not effective. Nice Pokemon. And two was Futurama, where the where the brains take over the world, but they can't take they can't control Fry because he's missing a delta brainwave because he's his own grandfather. 
there's also the Simpsons Halloween room where the zombies leave Homer alone because they don't want to Oh, yeah! The zombie one. Yeah, that was yeah. the one popped into my head when I <laughs> was doing it myself because I'm a horrible mimetic creature of only references and original thoughts. But I just... <laughs> I don't feel bad. I just did two of them. Truman, <laughs> how about your own idea, at least? Uh, okay. I was like, you know what that reminds me of, Ben? <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> so the brain retreats, everyone else has to run from the spiders. I don't know what his plan is long term. Because, like, as soon as the brain's out of the room, they're just going to get mobbed. And they do. Yeah. New guy who's been with them since they joined the, uh, the Ironsides guys, who's been kind of cool. Uh, gets slashed up. And he's like, I'm gonna save me how the new can blow everything up. They have a good back and forth line of like, you better not be trying to be a hero soldier. Just like, I just want to kill some bugs, sir. It's pretty good. <laughs> Although, I don't know why they couldn't also just leave it there. Because it seems like it's on a timer. Like, he doesn't do anything with it. He just. Yeah. <laughs> Until it blows up. <laughs> it's the disposable uh, society that they live in. You know? Yes, life is disposable. We, we don't actually have launchers for our nukes, we just have a low ranking guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of run with them. <laughs> Rakai style. <laughs> so they blow it up. Uh, and they run away from the explosion. Yeah, do a big Indiana Jones run from the fireball down the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then it turns out that the real hero of the entire show, <laughs> the entire movie, was Clancy Brown. Yeah, well, the brain box. <laughs> They did call in its location, at least, so they helped. Cause, yeah. Cause they, they take the moment to go on the rail, it's like, we just found the brain bug, it's going east on whatever, 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 we gotta run from the nuke. 
So they they helped. Team effort. Yeah. But everyone's gonna think that Clancy Brown's the hero because he's the one who captured it. Well, he is. He's awesome. Of course. He's Clancy Brown. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they go up onto the surface and, like, they're pulling the brain out, like, 300 feet away with a bunch of ropes and a net. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that seemed a bit strange. Go over his travels all of a sudden. <laughs> just <laughs> all its guard spiders are gone. We don't get to know what happened to this. It's fine. Although <laughs> uh, that could just be the movie's funny with time again. It could be hours later. We don't know. Maybe. But it seems like it's about 300 feet from where they were. And yeah, 40 seconds later. Yeah. Um, unclear how they caught it, but NPH is here in his Gestapo uniform too. <laughs> and reveals that it's like, okay, he's the one who let Donnie be psychic for a second. Because he was in space being like, Dummy! <laughs> Dummy! <laughs> She's left! <laughs> no, your other left! <laughs> and like, goes, oh. <laughs> Just goes in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> and then he also he, he reveals he, he touches the brain bug and he reveals that it is afraid and everyone yeah. cheers and shoots their guns into the air yeah and they <laughs> so who knows you're like it's unclear how they caught this damn thing. Oh, it's the Kurgan. Okay, now it makes sense. Because, <laughs> 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 of course, he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, then we close with another propaganda reel. <laughs> Now feature our guys in command positions could have survived for almost six months. <laughs> it, what, what's great about this, I mean, a lot of things are great about this, I love all these propaganda reels. Uh, it's being super confident, like now, they have the brain bug, and now it's gonna be fine. Now we're gonna win. But you'll notice it's the exact same attitude 
saying the exact same thing they were saying at the beginning before all of this. <laughs> so there's no reason to believe that's actually any progress whatsoever. Um, so much as just they're going to keep doing this forever because that's the culture now. Which is our, our cool, uh, Pyrrhic victory at the end. <laughs> Circle thing that I didn't pick up on as a kid, that it was just like, oh right, and this is just more from now on of the same. Uh, you're gonna lose another 15 billion people on these planets. It's fine. <laughs> Starship Troopers. Yeah. Sam, what did you think of this movie? I thought it was a really good movie. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect because as I as I might mention and you may or may not have included this at the beginning of the episode uh, when I initially thought I was going into this movie I thought I was going to be watching Galaxy Quest yeah. which is the furthest thing from Starship Troopers <laughs> But yeah, it's, uh, they're both in space, which technically all movies are, and otherwise they have nothing in common. <laughs> but, uh, I was pleasantly surprised, and also I, I just enjoyed the fact that it was, it was... Paul Verhoeven getting back to his sort of what made him famous was, you know, making these movies sort of they they subvert and they satirize things that were at the time or were at some point just thought of extremely seriously, like with Robocop, with the um, militarization of the police, and then Starship Troopers with the um, over-militarization of the military, if that makes any sense. Yeah, or just, just the, sort of the just fascism, jingoist, cultural, uh, uh, yeah, fascism, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was, it was a really good, it was a movie that I think was weirdly ahead of its time. Because I think most people kind of didn't get the point of it back in 1997. 
but it feels extremely relevant nowadays. Yeah, although, I mean, it's not like we... It's not like the United States wasn't an imperialist power or engaged in a bunch of wars throughout the world then. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what, the Bush Cheney got elected in 2000. Jesus say Christ. What, say so what you will about our modern. <laughs> right? <laughs> say what you will about the cartouches of our modern administration, but he still hasn't killed as many people as Bush did. Like this. Yeah. He's getting there. On virus, but I have faith. (laughs) 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 Yes, it's kind of just a. It it has been evergreen since like the Korean War, I think, for (laughs) U.S. audiences. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but I, I, I kind of love it. Uh, I'm not going to watch it again for a couple of years, I don't think. <laughs> like, the, the, the plot isn't enough to keep me engaged, and the acting is enough to keep me engaged, but the overall aesthetic and sort of undercurrents of it are so I think very good uh, and I'll stand by that even as I am <laughs> very bored by the relationships of these 40 year old teenagers <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, admittedly the The acting was not the greatest. Plot was what it was, what it was. But but it definitely, as long as you go into it realizing, or at least kind of knowing that it's satire, I mean, it's... It should be obvious because of the propaganda videos, but the rest of the movie does seem to take itself kind of seriously, and I'm not necessarily saying that's to its detriment because that's that's how the. 23rd century apparently is in that particular reality (laughs) but I don't know it was I think it was a really interesting movie and it's one that I would like to watch again without so much of a critical eye like I did this time I did kind of watch it while taking notes. I only got to watch it one time uh, before we recorded. But 
Yeah, it was really interesting. It's something I think that if I watched it a second time, I'd probably pick up on a lot more of the not necessarily subtle details, but I would definitely pick up more probably on on just the different ideas that Oliver Hoven had in uh, making fun of fascism, basically. Yeah, I, mean, I think both this and like Robocop are, are fun in that way where it's kind of fun to like write a paper about it um, in your head and not, never actually write the paper because why would you? That's a terrible <laughs> way to spend your time. Uh, yeah. But also in that other way like legitimately kind of cool where like if you well, when I was 12 and I could turn my brain off by default um, <laughs> like the troops are cool and the bugs are scary and it would be probably a really fun video game to play you yeah. know Robo, Robocop is cool uh Never mind what's trying to say about urban blight and classism and privatization of police. That robot is fucking cool and just shot that guy in the nads. Like, you know what I'm saying? It sort of has both levels there. Um, and I can see why people who were looking only for that level and had only seen Robocop and Total Recall uh, might have been disappointed by this one. But yeah. There's more to it and it's silly fun and I'm uh, pleasantly surprised that it's it's online ratings uh, outstrip its profits of the time. Uh, I, I, unironically love the irony of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> What am I trying to say? I don't ironically love it. I'm, I I love what the director is ironically doing. I unironically love that it's any new word. Um, I just <laughs> like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, well... Well, well, <laughs> that was sufficient. That was a tight discussion. That was good. <laughs> yeah, talked about the movie. 
Yeah. Any final thoughts? Any plugs? Any, uh... Um... Go watch Dragon Ball Z. Speaking of dragon stuff, watch Dragon Heart. Let me know if it's still good. If it's still good, I'll watch it again. I just don't want to oh, break my yeah. heart. That's a good one, too. Just if it's, if it's real bad, please don't trick me into watching it. Because <laughs> I loved it when I was a kid. <laughs> also, go watch, what was it, Tammy and the T Rex? Tammy and the T-Rex, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, that's a recommendation for you specifically, but also everyone listening. Tammy and the T-Rex. Oh, wow. It's... <laughs> it's... It's right up there with, like... I feel like a lot of people like the room because it's bad, but it's like it, it it's it's weirder than that. <laughs> it, uh, just check it out. I don't know. <laughs> Alrighty then. Uh, let's see. Any other? I don't. I don't think there's anything else. Like no, plug-wise. I, um, yeah. I will... I, I've been a little pressed for time lately because I got uh, two jobs. It's just been kind of a pain over the summer. But I, I hope to have this one up pretty soon. Um, I might have... Uh, slipped into the beginning of this coming month instead of the end of this month right now for finishing the episode before, so hopefully this will be out next month, but it might be pushed one month back depending on how big the finished episode gets in our hosting stuff just cause I'm uh slow but but we've not abandoned you we have become bad at time management and by we I mean me Sam's still professional <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, things have been kind of weird for both of us over the last couple months, so, you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's just, life can get in the way of a lot of things that we would like to do. But life's like, no, we're gonna just, uh, just 
gonna go ahead and take your plans and put them over here for a little <laughs> while. Uh, and then, uh, then, then the, the building where you live will get lit on fire. And then you have to leave it. So, <laughs> yeah, some some stuff has been up. So we're uh, we're hustling more than we normally have to. But uh, thank you for sticking with us. And and sorry if we've uh, uh, been late. I will try not to be. Um, it's mostly just not a matter of how many hours I got and wanting to spend the few ones I do have free recording because this is more fun to me than editing it afterwards. <laughs> so, that is um, true. But thanks, thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us and we'll, uh, We'll, we'll, we'll still be coming at you. So, thanks for sticking with us again. I said that already yeah. before. Ever, yeah, thank you everybody Twice. for listening as always. It's, it's always, it's always fun to be able to do this stuff because you know that there are people out there who enjoy this and that's that's kind of the, the big takeaway I think for, for me feel good. Yeah, feel so good to do it's, it's good to, to make people laugh even a little bit sometime or you know a lot of it depending on uh, how funny I was at a particular day so I mean uh, yeah I, I wouldn't overestimate us too much but I'm sure I wouldn't overestimate <laughs> me I would say I, I like to think we cause ride like wry smiles while people are falling asleep. But that's okay too. I'm happy with that, honestly. If I can give you a wry smile at least once, then I feel good about what I've done. So. If you want to talk about this episode on social media, um. Hashtag Dizzy Dragonheart deserved better. <laughs> uh, is there a God? What's a D word for better? Uh, well, I'll cut out the in between, but I'm gonna go to source.com and try to look up that. <laughs> Yeah, no D's. Hmm. Uh, improved in health? 
also not good in a more excellent manner. Nope, nope, god damn it. Greater degree? That's crap. Okay, there are no D words for better that are jumping out at me. So, hashtag, um, Dizzy Dragon Heart deserved better. <laughs> Ruin the alliteration, but still, no one will always talk about it, it'll be great. <laughs> and, <laughs> until next time, I've been Ben. I am Sam. And and I, I love you. to you by our patrons over at patreon.com slash matineemanities. If you'd like to support the show, consider becoming a patron. Donations start at just $1 a month, and half of all proceeds after hosting costs will go towards actual manatee habitat preservation. You can listen to Matinee Manatees on iTunes, the Stitcher app, and YouTube. Our music was composed by Kevin McLeod. You can find this track and much more on his website, incompetech.com. <laughs> <laughs>